Hey guys, um, hmm, uh, I have some explaining to do, and I promise, I swear to God, I will keep this short, but there is some stuff I have to go over before we actually start the episode. Um, first off, I am sorry, I, I this episode's late, and I'm sorry, um, it, I think it, like, I'm looking at my calendar, um, it's been, I think, almost two months since I've posted any, any podcast episode. So, oops. Um, like, I think I've had this episode recorded for like a month or two at this point. And it's also been kind of a bitch to edit and just a lot of things kind of got in my way in the past two months. Like, I just, I don't know, a lot of stuff kind of got in my way and I'm just going to keep it at that. Um, but uh, also the unfortunate thing about me not getting to editing this episode for so long also means that a shit ton of stuff is happening right now with Gintama um that we don't talk about in the in the episode proper because we recorded this before all this stuff happened so um first off we talk about it in the episode after this which thankfully I have that recorded I just need to get to editing it which I promise I'll get to after I put this episode up but uh uh so uh next episode we actually talk about a lot of the rumors uh, that went around about a supposed Gintama live-action movie. Uh, yeah, well, guess what? That is actually a thing that is happening that was announced in Jump, like, weeks ago at this point. So, uh, any rumors, quote-unquote, that we talk about uh, next episode are gonna be proven to be true, but, uh, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, also, just real quick, uh, Crunchyroll's releasing DVD and Blu-rays uh, for some of their stuff. And, uh, one of the titles that they are releasing, uh, DVDs and Blu-rays for is, uh, Gintama. Uh, so, uh, not only that, but Gintama is getting an English dub by Crunchyroll. So, that is, uh, amazing. And it's especially amazing because I think I make a crack during one of the manga recaps in this episode about how Gintama will never get a dub, so... Uh, that's what I get for, um, saying things on a podcast that I end up not, uh, releasing for two months. Just, God, I, I promise I'll be better about releasing the episodes. I just, stuff just gets in the way and I can't help that sometimes. It happened last summer and uh, it's happening now. But again, like I said, I have the next episode after this already recorded. I just need to edit it, which... Um, that episode's not going to be as long as this one, I promise, um, because I am only speaking with one guest, as opposed to speaking to the two guests I have on this episode, uh, Josh and Nada, so, um, but, uh, yeah, so, I just wanted to come on real quick, uh, just address the elephant in the room, uh, the, the several elephants in the room, I should say, uh, like, all, the several ele elephants in the room, plus, like, the squid in the corner, um, I don't even know what I'm saying. So, again, I'm sorry, guys. Please, please enjoy this episode. I really enjoyed recording this episode with uh, Nada and Josh. And uh, please listen to the end if you want to find out about more of uh, Josh and Nada's uh, other stuff that they contribute to the Internet um, and all that stuff. But uh, until then, I'm just going to let you go and enjoy the episode.
This is Life Lessons, the Gintama Manga Cast, episode 47. I'm your host, Colton, and we are a podcast dedicated to not only talking about the Gintama manga specifically, but we like to cover uh, the manga from the beginning uh, as through the old Viz Media release. And uh, we got a special episode for you guys uh, this time around. I got two guests with me. Which is not something I get to do very often. So, except you did it last episode too, and I was on that well, one. Okay, that doesn't make it often. No, but it makes it frequent. Josh, shut up. Let me introduce you. <laughs> shut up and let me introduce you. Okay, I follow. Okay, I follow. this is Josh Shunham, everybody. Good. I had an intro for you and everything set up, but you just. Oh, okay. No, no. Let's do that. Let's do that. I want to hear it. Okay, okay I'll be cool. quiet. Three, two, one. Quiet. <laughs> I thought you were gonna like clap. <laughs> God damn it, Josh. Um. <clears throat> Uh, on my imaginary left, we have not only the host of Senpai Coast to Coast, an anime podcast, just so, you know, people didn't already know, uh, and the founder... So you can find it in iTunes. Yeah, exactly. And the founder of the Wave Motion Canon anime blog, we have Josh Dunham. I already introduced myself, so I, I don't really feel the need to speak anymore. Okay, cool. Uh, and on my imaginary right... Well, you don't need to cut me off, Colton. <laughs> my podcast i can do whatever i want um see so on my imaginary i, I don't i forget what i said right 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 yeah, right, right uh, this time yeah uh, 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 uh what do i want to call her i had an intro for you too uh i guess ghost contributor to life lessons the gintama manga cast also probably the best thing to come out of canada since justin bieber and rush oh wow Yes. Just since Rush. Ju- just Rush. Uh, just Rush. I was kidding about Justin Bieber. How about Celine Dion? Th- there you go. Actually, I do prefer her over She Justin wasn't Bieber. from Canada. She's from France land. She's like uh, my ninth cousin once removed or something like that. She's a Yato. Let's be honest here. <laughs> we have we have Niente Donata, former, not former. Uh, what do you want to, what I, I Professional Canadian. Yes, professional Canadian. Someone asked me, someone from Japan the other day asked me what, no, someone from another country asked me what a professional Canadian was. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. Um, also, Japanese history enthusiast. I forgot to add that. Yeah. So, uh, we, we've had you on the show before. I, I, I had a little, I did a little one-on-one interview kind of thingy with you on a, on episode 46. People can go listen to that. I had a, I had a really fun time recording that, by the way. Oh yeah, that was lots of fun. I actually learned a lot, because, like, you're kind of the only one I talk to about any kind of history. Usually history kind of bores me. Because, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, this episode... But Colton, you're forgetting the most important part. Wh- okay, what's the most important part? Josh, hit me. Nada is the one who live-tweets the show. Oh, yeah. She live-tweets Gintama, the, the Life Lessons podcast. Yeah, espe- especially for episodes when you're on, Josh, which, which makes me sad, because it's like... Oh man! Well, actually, God, I, I am at a like a loss for words today. That I kinda, can't talk. That kind of hurt my feelings. It's like, especially the ones you're on. I mean, like, oh man, and you just end it right there. <laughs> no, sorry. Like, like, I, God, I've this only is be one of- live tweeted two of them, haven't I? No, three when I was on. Yeah, you've you've done a few. Yeah, sorry. This is going to be one of those episodes where like I'm going to start a sentence and then I'm going to lose my train of thought and I'm go- it's going to form incomplete sentences. But no, what I was going to say was. Uh, yeah, I find it funny how usually Nada usually listens to episodes when Josh is on. It's because she needs to fix my mistake. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's basically because I can uh, like tweet it all in caps at him. <laughs> this is true. I don't take offense. I'm like, see, I 
Wakatteru. Okay. I need to stop that. We can do that off mic, uh, but I'm sorry. I had to fit that in there. Th- that's okay. So, on this episode of Life Lessons in Kintama Manga Cast, uh, we're going to be covering a whole arc. Uh, a whole three-chapter arc, once again. This marathon episode of Gintama, so I hope you're on the treadmill because you're not getting off until we do. <laughs> it's like that movie with Keanu Reeves and the bomb on the bus. Oh my god. Set that treadmill to 30 miles an hour, bitch. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be covering the Go Ninja arc. Uh, that's chapters 67, 68, and 69. Uh, we're going to be uh, having our usual life lesson segment on all three chapter titles, and then an anime manga comparison segment of episodes 43 and 44. And um, that's 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 going to be about it for this episode. Um, but before we get on to all of that, I do, I do have two things I kind of want to talk real quick. So um, it's kind of old news at this point. But um, I figured this would be a good time to mention how Gintama, the manga, has passed 50 million copies in print. Which, 50 million copies in print, that's, uh, that's a pretty big deal. Is it? It's a lot of manga. I don't, I, I think it is. That's a lot. I wouldn't know what to compare it to, though. I was about to say, like, I need, to com- I need a yardstick here, because, like, the only other thing that we hear about, oh, wow, there's so many copies, is, like, massive series like Dragon Ball, One Piece, or whatever, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, in, in terms of... You know, if if you want to compare it to the bigger series, you know, like Josh has mentioned, yeah, it's 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 not exactly like it's not exactly groundbreaking, but um I I did kind of I was kind of looking up some data uh before the show cuz I was kind of curious as to like what other manga have sold less or have less copies in print in circulation than Gintama. And um I was I was somewhat not like shocked, but I was kind of surprised at a few of them. So the first one I found was, um, I mean, I'm not sure if this will be really surprising to anyone in, like, Western manga fandom, but uh, Gintama has more copies in print than volumes of Ashitano Joe sold. Ashitano Joe, for those of you who don't know, is a very, very famous work in Japan. Uh, That's the one that um, Matsudaira borrowed from the barbershop? Um, no, I don't, I'm not sure, actually. I think it might have. I know Gintama has referenced the series at least a few times. Um, but yeah, so, Ashino Joe apparently has only sold about 20 million copies. Yeah, I, that doesn't necessarily surprise me, but at the same time, like, I mean, that's an older series, too, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, at the same time, there's a lot of volumes there's a lot of stuff to buy, but I imagine it's really just the same people buying it over and over and over again. Whereas Gintama, I do think it has a, at least a, a healthy growth seeing how, you know, the guys are always at the number one rank when it comes to like the hottest anime sexy beasts ever alive. Polls, <laughs> oh, yeah. So. yeah. The ideal husband and then like this, everyone you wouldn't want to marry on it. <sighs> I'm kind of surprised the manga doesn't sell more because usually when I see uh, volumes of Gintama rank on like, uh, on the weekly like manga sales polls, I believe over from uh, Oricon, they like uh, I think first printings don't usually sell more than like what is it uh, like two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand copies in its first week, and then it just kind of drops. So I don't know. I mean, over I mean, Gintama has been running in jump for like over ten years at this point. So yeah, you know. Well, that's kind of the tale with a lot of these current Jump series. The good ones have been running now for quite a while. And I'll be, I mean, on a separate tangent, you know, I'm getting kind of worried for Jump when we have series like Gintama disappearing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we have how many different manga right now have either ended or are ending. 
I don't know. It makes me, da- you know, it's a dangerous world when Black Clover <laughs> is the number one manga in Jump, so. What's Black Clover? Black Clover is essentially Naruto, but with magic. It, it's very similar. Yeah, it's like Naruto and Fairy Tale. It's kind of hard to, it's, it just don't, don't, you're better off not knowing. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I've only read the first chapter of that in particular, so I don't really feel like I can judge, but it did set up a lot of the same kind of plot lines and aspects that uh, Naruto had throughout its run. But um, uh, a few so other... Wait, yes. Nada, you read you read fantasy, right? What is that a... Oh, like the fantasy genre, not yeah. a manga. Okay, yeah, pretty okay. much. So here's the, here's, here's the basic premise, real quick, okay? Just so you can know what we're talking about. It's about a bunch of... like It's a wizard in college or whatever, oh, not okay, like yeah. Harry Potter, but, you know, it's like a... Like, like a, all the uh, others. A guild, yeah. And so all, everyone has a power except for our main character. And he says, I'm going to become Hoka. Uh, sorry. He, um, <laughs> I'm going to become the pirate. I'm sorry. Wait a second. King I, of the samurai. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to, I am going to be the best. Like no one ever was, uh, to, to get all the magic powers is my real test and to train them is my, anyway, um, he's going to be the number one big kahuna, whatever. And he doesn't have power. So he, he tries to hide, try extra hard and uh, really what it turns out is that his magic power is anti-magic. Ooh, actually, I like that idea. Josh, you're accidentally selling her on Black Clover. I I did. Oh my. I mean, like, well, yeah. Um, it, act- it sounds like it could be cool. Yeah, like, I, I mean, other than the first chapter, again, I, I do plan on reading that at some point. But uh, that's, that's... Just like World Trigger. Shut up, Josh. Um, but no, so... Other than Ashino Joe, um, there were a couple here I really wanted to mention. Um, there's uh, Urusei Yatsura, which is a Rumiko Takahashi work, uh, same author as um, Inuyasha, has 30 million copies in uh, circulation, um, along with Death Note, actually. Hmm. So, so Gintama has sold better than Urusei Yatsura, Death Note. Well, no, not not sold better per se, but has. Or sold more copies. Well, has more. They, Gintama has more copies in circulation, specifically. Okay. Okay. Because the article doesn't. Uh, I guess the promotions or what have you haven't mentioned anything about how much is actually sold, which is kind of disappointing. I, I, I kind of, I kind of want to know how much Gintama is sold overall. That's kind of what I'm more interested in, honestly. Now, I, I'm sorry, I wasn't 100% clear. Was this combined markets or just the Japanese market? Um, as far as I could tell, just Japanese market. Okay, because I was about to say, if it, you know, Gintama has more copies in circulation versus Death Note, I'm like, holy moly, that's kind of insane. Yeah, with, with all of these, I mean specifically just the Japanese market. If we were to add, like, okay. the, the, the Western market, I, I feel like it still wouldn't add much because... Let's be honest. As, as popular as popular as Death Note is still is over here, Death Note has probably sold at least like maybe two million at this point. Possibly, I'm kind of just throwing random numbers at, up to the top of my head. I don't know. I, I feel like Death Note might even. I don't know. I, I, I don't have numbers either. I feel like Death Note might even double. You know, I'd say it sold at least half that here in America. But I mean, I can understand something like Urusei Yatsura if you're saying combined market, because obviously that's not here in the States. So. Yeah. But it's like everyone I know knows about Death Note, at least from the potato chip scene. <laughs> whereas I don't know anyone who knows Gintama. Uh, well, that's because Gintama doesn't have a potato chip scene. It has the potato chip episode. You've got to get there. Oh, yeah. Josh doesn't know about that episode. <sighs> Damn it. <laughs> 
Really? This is, this happens every time. Josh comes on the show and it's like, hey, Josh, here's a joke. And Josh just sits there straight faced. And it's like, oh, he hasn't seen that episode, guys. Uh, we can all laugh at him. Oh, yeah. Well, whose fault is that? <laughs> I think it's the Canadian's fault. <laughs> Not to be nice. <laughs> No, but um, I love it when, like, you accidentally come up with the joke that the show has already done. Well, it's just that Gintama is such a serious show, you know? <laughs> I just... <laughs> um, But uh, r- real quick, the-, the last couple I really wanted to mention, because I thought these were actually kind of surprising. So, Gintama has more copies in circulation than... um than Dragon Ball Toriko. No, shut up. Well, actually, it does have more than Toriko. Oh, wow. That does surprise me. Yeah, Tor- Toriko's kind of weird because, like, it was never, like, super extremely popular, but Shueisha really, like, at one point really tried as hard as they could to make it the next big thing, you know? Especially with- Because they needed the next big thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they do. They do. Like, they even went so far as to, like, do manga and anime crossovers with One Piece. And Dragon Ball. And Dragon Ball. And then all three at once. Oh, yeah, that was that was a big <laughs> thing. Um, no, you're laughing. That happened. So Dragon Ball no, and One no, Piece No, I remember it because uh, it's the Sket Dance Gintama crossover- they were like, why can't we have a cool crossover like they did? <laughs> yeah, that was actually a joke they made. I remember that. Um, but yeah, so Gintama has more copies in circulation than Saint Seiya has sold, than Sailor Moon has sold. Oh, wow. Than Dr. Slump has sold. No way. Are you serious? And then, and then as more than as much as Shinchan has sold. Wow, those last two surprised me. But what does circulation mean? Circulation means that they that they have been printed. Yes. Ah, okay. Not necessarily sold, which is which is <laughs> okay. which is which is probably something I'm not doing a very good job of job of um, clearing the difference. Oh no off, no no! But... You you are. It's just it's a very Gintama thing to brag about how many are printed, not how many are sold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like they're gonna make a joke about that at some point, but um. But yeah, no, so... Yeah, it'll be the episode where Kentoki rents this warehouse and it's just full of all this manga. And he's like, huh, I wonder where this came from. And he's just <laughs> like, man, I thought I thought we were more popular. <laughs> um, but no, so Saint Seiya has sold about 34 million copies. Um, Sailor Moon, in terms of the Japanese market, has sold about 35 million. And then, see, Dr. Slump has sold 35 million. And then Crayon Shinchan has sold 43 million. So I thought all of those were kind of surprising, especially Sailor Moon. Well, especially since all of them, Sailor Moon is still a very active series. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's not like we get a brand new Urusei Yatsura or, well, I guess technically Toriko still kind of surprises me. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of weird. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I, I wasn't expecting too much discussion out of that. I just, I just kind of wanted to bring those up because I thought those were all kind of interesting comparisons, um, especially Doctor Slump. Because I, I mean, I don't know what the fandom is like for Doctor Slump over in Japan nowadays, but I mean, Toriyama is still a big name manga author. Yeah, but the flip side is like it, when I think of Toriyama and selling stuff, like for example, I imagine most of the Dr. Slump fans are buying the Dragon Ball stuff. You know what I'm saying? I imagine there's a lot of crossover. So, you know, it's not like the rest of the series, for example, like even the Year to Say Yatsura stuff, like I imagine a lot of them are buying and reading uh, Kyokai no Rine, right? Yeah. Um, so I think in all of that, I'm seeing some of the longer and bigger series 
or series that are done by authors who have other series, I can totally imagine, you know, some of these older works being overshadowed by newer stuff. What really surprises me is some of the newer stuff and the longer running stuff um, that is being, I don't want to say overshadowed by Gintama because clearly this is printed. Now, one day I'm sure these will sell. And obviously if they're printing that many... (laughs) No, no, you giggle, but I mean, they won't print, this is Japan, they won't print anything that they don't think they can sell. Exactly. So evidently, one day they expect to have that many sales. That's kind of, that's the news part, is that Gintama is growing enough that we can brag about how many books we printed. And yeah, it is super popular. I mean... Yeah, it's like, it, it. Gintama makes money. Yeah, and you see Gintama stuff everywhere in Japan, so... And you know, the, the thing to keep in mind is that this is over a 10-year period as well, so... I think it makes sense that there be this many books out there in circulation. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like when One Piece finally outsold Dragon Ball as the highest, you know, as the biggest comic series of any nationality in the world. Oh, yeah. You know, but the flip side is One Piece is also how many times bigger than Dragon Ball? You know, Dragon Ball had what, 40 volumes? 42. 42. Okay. Where's One Piece now? One Piece is now almost double that. It's like 78 or something. Actually, in over here in, in the US it is, but over in Japan it's about at volume 81, I believe. It's pretty long. <laughs> yeah, I guess you got a point there. Yeah, no, so it's literally twice the size of Dragon Ball. So people are like, oh, wow, this is amazing. It proves, no, all it proves is that you have a bigger series. Like, you know, like, yes, it's popular, but there are tons of like freaking Kochikame. Holy hell, how many volumes that has. I think that's in the hundred, hundred something, almost 200. It's almost in the 200s at this point, because that comic's been running since, like, 76. Exactly. So it's it's ridiculous, you know, it's like, but the flip side is Coach Kame is not nearly as popular as something like Dragon Ball or One Piece, so... No. It, you know. And I was actually looking, I was looking at the bigger series as well, and even stuff like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, as long as it's been around, is only, um, I believe, sold as much as uh, 94 million copies. Well, you have to remember, too, the tricky thing with JoJo's is that what do they consider JoJo's? Um, because well, at that, a certain that's point, true too, yeah. at a certain point, the chapter count reset. Yeah, there was a point where um, part seven specifically started running in um, in a monthly magazine, and it took a it took a little while for people to realize, oh wait, this is actually JoJo, huh? Yep. Mm-hmm. They did like a reset of the world and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, so w- w- one more thing I want to mention. I thought this was particularly interesting. So Yu Yu Hakusho has sold as many copies as Gintama has circulated. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, I, I just thought I just thought that might be interesting cuz I I know you love the fuck out of you Yuhaku show. I do, I really do. So that so Josh, you know what this means? This means Gintama is just as good as you Yuhaku show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, buddy. Okay, so can I get off this podcast? Not not yet. We still we still have to cover the manga. <laughs> oh, we haven't read any of those five thousand copies of Gintama or whatever the hell the number was. So enough talking about the manga. Let's actually read it.
This is the manga recap for chapter 67. Why are masochists so tough? Well, uh, we'll, we'll probably answer that question in the life lesson segment later, but, um, so we start off the chapter here. Uh, we have a very hungry trio of, uh, of odd jobbers here. You know, we got Shinpachi, Kentoki, and Kagura looking, looking at all their favorite foods and, you know, trying to resist the urge to, to eat. Uh, because Katsura decided, hey, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna treat you guys to some food. You know, hey, well, why, why aren't you eating? D- oh, oh, don't worry, don't worry about how much it costs. Just, just eat. It, it's my treat today. But obviously, Gin uh, sees through Katsura and his, uh, and his clever ruse, and is like, hey, guys, don't, don't you, don't you even look at this food. This guy is just trying to butter us up to get us to do something stupid. I just know it. Which Katsura is like, oh, hey, come on. Kentoki, you know me. I would do that. You could trust me. Which uh, Shinpachi agrees and is like, well, you know, no matter how hungry I might be, I'm I'm not so easy that you could just buy me off with food. You're you're too sweet, Katsura. And which Kentoki replies, yes, Katsura, you're you're way too sweet. Just like this chocolate I'm eating, <laughs> which I thought was pretty good. Um, and Kagura's already asking for uh, for for refills because she's Kagura. Um, so, with that scene out of the way, we get our, uh, we get our title page, which is essentially Gin in, uh, in ninja gear, scarf and everything, doing his little, uh, ninpo hand signs, whatever you call it, in front of the moon. I think it's pretty cool. You guys have any thoughts? Mm, no. He doesn't look that okay, cool. Okay, cool. Moving on. Well, I, I particularly <laughs> like that, because Gintama, I don't know, so, like, I haven't read a lot of Gintama manga, more or less... Um, and so stop me if I'm wrong, Colton. I, okay. I, I could I could very well be. So um, from most of the manga I've read, I mean, I own maybe two volumes and most of what I've read has been in preparation for this show. Okay. Um, Gintama doesn't seem to have a lot of cover pages. It does later on. Yeah, they they, they do. They do have a lot more uh, title pages later on. But, you know, back, back in the early run of the manga. Yeah, I, I agree that uh, not every chapter comes with a title page. Well, it's like one piece. It's like every chapter has, you know, a title page, no matter what one piece, like it's part of the rule. It has to have a cover page, but like this actually kind of struck me reading this. I'm looking at this like, Oh wow. There's actually a cover page, which is kind of nice because it foreshadows what the entire arc is going to be. But I yeah. mean, it looks, it looks really good. looks really good. It does. Yeah. I, I really, I really like it. I think it, I think it does actually look pretty cool, except you know we we still have to deal with um, you know my favorite thing about Viz you know the self imposed uh, English on Lake Toya. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, guys, I I love it how Viz just goes in and just takes out the kanji on Lake Toya every single time. So wait a second here, I want to say something. If you're gonna nitpick that, okay. So this chapter kind of bugged me, not because, you know, the whole, I don't want to start an argument of honorifics needed, but this whole thing like actually has honorifics in there. So like, this is another case of this not being totally like on board. Are we doing honorifics or not? Cause they call him Katsura-san. Yeah. Um, specifically in this one, a lot of the jokes are based on the honorifics and on the uh, copulas at the end of sentences. And it's like, they couldn't figure out how to, um, put those jokes to the audience. 
Yeah, because Viz's whole policy is basically centered around, you know, not, not, not letting people know that they're reading comics from Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they're reading right to left or whatever the case may be. It's like, don't worry about that. The rest of this is not Japanese. Yeah, I mean, I've talked Lake, about this Lake on the Toya, They mean Lake Titicaca. <laughs> like, I, I've, I've complained about this on the podcast a lot, honestly, about this kind of stuff. And it's, it's inconsistent, but I, I can't help it. It's just, it's so dumb. It's like they didn't read ahead when they were translating the first <laughs> volume and decide what they were going to do. It also doesn't help that the manga went through, like, at least, I think, three editors yeah, that's or four. Probably. Yeah, yeah. It went through multiple editors, I know that for sure. Well, some of the chapters we've read, it's like they translate some of the background kanji and then they just leave some of it alone yeah. you know, as part of the art or whatever. And it's just like, you would think that people reading Gintama would be kind of okay with its Japanese-ness. I don't know. Maybe they're only in it for the aliens. I don't know. Maybe. But um, anyway, enough complaining about Viz. Um <laughs> I don't know. This could turn on the entire podcast. Oh, like like it hasn't before, Josh. <laughs> yeah, this chapter is particularly bad for it, though. I still think there have been worse chapters, but I do agree that in terms of the localization, yeah, this is this one's kind of rocky. But anyway, we cut to Elizabeth here behind bars, and she looks pretty sad, and I, I feel sorry for Elizabeth. And um, we essentially have uh, Gintoki and Katsura. Um, Basically, uh, sneaking around in the trees, looking through binoculars, kind of spying around, you know, a la Metal Gear. And, and, uh, and they're just basically talking back and forth. And Katsura is lamenting the fact that, you know, he, he should have seen this coming. You know, Elizabeth has always been by his side. So, you know, he should have known that the government would have, you know, kept an eye on her too, because, you know, Katsura is, is still, is still a wanted criminal, lest he forget. And, um, you know, su- suddenly she, she was gone and she was in jail. And, uh, you know, he just keeps going on. Oh, you know, the, the, the Bakafu was so harsh with the, the anti-foreigner faction these days, you know, cause how, how else would they treat terrorists? You know, if, if we don't do anything, you know, they're basically going to put Elizabeth to death. And Gin's just kind of like, oh yeah, well, um, I, I, hey, I guess we'll finally see where the neck ends, huh? Cause, you know, Gin is just such a supportive friend. Look at that. Look at how supportive he is. Um, and essentially, Kotsver's just like, hey, uh, you know, if you do this for me, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you a one year free pass to, uh, to Sugar R Us. What is Sugar R Us? Cause, cause you like Sugar Gin, and that's totally a real place that is, you know, probably referenced in the manga originally. I have no idea. Um, and, uh, obviously, Gin is like, uh, well, that won't do me any good if I'm dead, so fuck off, Kotsra. Um, please continue for us, Josh. Okay. So, so more or less, like, I'm kind of really disappointed with the layout of most of these panels. Um, yeah. yeah. And I know, like, I'm the guy who goes into a panel for like an hour, right? <laughs> yes. I, I, I want to say I'm kind of disappointed with some of these. Uh, this, this whole entire arc feels kind of um, lackluster to me. So, so so wait so I'm sorry Josh I don't mean to interrupt you but are you are you telling me that you're actually going to spend like no more than five minutes on each page? I'm I'm trying to keep it under five minutes. Th- th- thank God! Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. So what? Well, I mean, transitioning from that, they're still stuck in the trees, but um, they get a, a long shot of you know 
Gintama, uh, Gintama the character, and <laughs> sorry, that's a joke. Gintoki and Katsuda are stuck in the tree, or not stuck, but they're st- sitting there in the tree, and they've been trying to be stealthy, but we kind of notice that people now have, have turned their heads. There have some people in the foreground. We have them in the background. It's a very long shot. Um, and then if you if you also notice, uh, Kagura and Shinpachi are sitting on a bench right by that same tree, too. Exactly, yeah. So they're sitting there, very, very inconspicuous, obviously. Um you have a woman's head there turned, looking almost exactly at them, I feel. Um, yeah. And then, it, you know, the next transition is Katsuda looking at Gintoki, and it just, it feels very, um, the negative space feels like it, it subtracts from everything. I, I don't know, it's like, I feel like after going from that long shot, I expected kind of, even though we're in a closer up space with Katsuda and Gintoki, I expected something in the background to give me a better sense of space. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. as I can look at it, I'm looking at this first panel and I can see Katsuda's back. But now we're flip the camera. We've broken the 180 rule, which I guess we can do because we're in manga, not a film. But now we're, we've gone a complete opposite direction. OK, we've crossed that imaginary line that you're not supposed to cross. For those of you who aren't familiar with the 180 rule, the rule is that you draw a circle, right? You cannot go past half of that circle. You always stay on the 180 degree axis. Um, and so they've obviously broken this. I mean, technically, I suppose you could arrange it in a way that would work. But anyway, my point is they, they've broken this rule without any marker. There's no way for us to really know. And after adding it, you know, this is an establishing shot, very clearly trying to tell a joke, cutting into a close up with no real substance. And the conversation that's going on here is. I don't want to say it's inconsequential, but more or less, um, you know, Katsura is still trying to convince Gin. And then right after that shot, we have Gin is on the ground and Katsura is like, you know, hold on. So, I mean, it's kind of a joke because he's like suddenly on the ground, but it just feels very, um, it feels very, very cutty. It feels very choppy to me. Um, here's what I would have done. Well, actually, let me go to the next two panels, okay? I'm, like I'm some better mangaka than, than Sorichi, right? <laughs> um, the panel right after you see Gin Gintoki's on the ground, um, Katsuda starts kind of explaining what's going to happen or how this setup of um, the magistrates is. And basically, we have a corrupt magistrate and that's kind so- of holding... So I'm 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 sorry, Josh. Actually, um, Nada, would you like to uh, maybe enlighten us on what a magistrate actually is? Because I I feel like I I kind of know what a magistrate is, but I I just want to be sure. Yeah. So this bit is um pretty much parodying uh, Jedi Geki films, okay, and TV shows. So there's always like the evil magistrate. So the magistrate is kind of like the guy who's keeping law and order, and he's like a judge that's kind of more also running the police kind of because they don't have like specific police. So it's, he says, um, as long as he gets his bribes, he'll keep the biggest crimes under wraps. So that's kind of what his job is. Okay. And this guy is based off a real guy, by the way. Oh, is he? Cause I, I tried to look him up and I couldn't really find anything. So, so yeah, enlighten me on that. Actually. I'd be, I'm kind of interested. Okay. So his name is Toyama Chintaro. And okay. um, he's based off of a real guy whose name was Toyama Kagamoto, but his uh, nickname was Kinshiro. Okay. And for some reason, like this part confused me because he, this guy is actually known as a good guy in um, hmm. Jidai Geki films. So he was being miscast here. But he was, uh, he like had been like 
the story was that he, during his youth, he left the house and he lived with commoners and got tattoo and like he lived rough and then he comes back and is a magistrate and he pursues criminals. Hmm. So, so, so the person that this character is based on, so are you, so I, I'm, I'm kind of confused. Are you saying he's based off a, um, he's based off an actor or he's based off a character in a film or? Um, no, it's a real person named Toyama Kagamoto. Okay. 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 I see. But there's lots of legends about him. Okay, I see. Yeah, it's funny. I, I, I guess I'm just I'm not very good at looking this kind of stuff up. This is this is why I'm glad I had you on because the the closest thing I found was um was I think was a, a Japanese computer scientist with the same name, I believe. Something no, that's like clearly, that. That's clearly the reference that needs to be drawn here. As we no, I'm just bullshit. I have no idea. Anyways, but I think that the most important thing is just there's this uh, stereotype of the corrupt magistrate in these sort of historical um, adventure films and TV shows. Yeah, because I, I feel like I've heard somewhere that Sirachi grew up watching that kind of stuff as a kid, so... Um, yeah, there was a lot of that stuff on the TV. Yeah, it, it might not have been that kind of stuff specifically, I... I, I know I saw that somewhere in an interview or something. I'm so good at citing my sources. Um, well, I mean, the whole premise of Gintama kind of started because he wanted to do a Shinsengumi thing because there's a popular drama at the time. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I, I definitely don't think he's above doing the same thing within the manga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um but I'm sorry, Josh, you were saying something earlier and I interrupted you. Oh, no, no, not at all. But now that we know he's he's kind of basically, this is true grit in manga. He's John Wayne, but now he's the bad guy. So, I mean, I guess there is kind of a joke in that regard, because if you think about it, okay, it's like, who's the villain? Chuck Norris is the villain. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, except he's except he's not as awesome as Chuck Norris. No, he may not be as, I mean, that's Sakamoto. Unless Sirachi uh, <laughs> just forgot who he, whether he was the bad guy or the good guy in the show he watched when he was a kid. Probably. This is true. Yeah, definitely could be. But, uh, you know, going from that scene with Gin on the ground, Gintoki on the ground, and then moving into uh, like this very montage-esque so uh, shot where you have, you know, our Chintaro villain bad guy in the background you know, blacked out sky. And then obviously he's, you know, very, very large, larger than life, super big there. And you have the gates, you know, very, sim you know, very symbolic of him being more powerful due to his size. Um, the gates obviously are closed. So that way, you know, we have a barrier before we can even get to him. And you have Katsura's face here in the foreground on the right. And he's kind of closing his eyes like, oh man, it's going to be impossible. And his neck is drawn at an impossible angle. But um, basically he's saying, this guy's a no good, blah, 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 blah. And, um, you know, Katsuda says, you know, can you really turn your back on scum like that is the direct quote. So here's what I'm thinking. This would have been funnier if you take that one panel where Gintoki's suddenly on the ground and place it after those two. Yeah. So you have, if you have Katsuda and he's sitting there talking to Gintoki and then he goes into this long reminiscence, he's like, can you turn your back on them? And then Gintoki's on the ground. That's funny. Yeah, that's actually what I thought when I was reading it. Oh, so you read it the American comic book way then? Uh, no, it's like that's. I thought it should have been like that because it's oh, like yeah. the, it's the meaning. He's saying, um, "Can you really turn your back on scum like that?" And then Gintoki um, puts turns his back on scum like Katsura. That's how it should be. It should no that and that's like I felt like the joke was. I mean, like it's not like a panel spacing issue. Like you can easily just slide those two panels over and then move it. So I I felt like that was kind of a. A, a, a miss i don't know like i was not impressed with that that kind of detracted from me. and this is kind of stuff i saw a lot in this arc so 
I'm not trying to be overly negative, and I apologize to anyone who feels like I'm attacking Gintama. I'm just trying to be really, really honest here. I feel like this one kind of dropped the ball, and I feel like if we look at good Gintama versus, I don't want to call this bad Gintama, but with subpar Gintama, some of the mistakes that Gintama makes, we can kind of distinguish between the good chapters and the bad chapters. We're, we're, we're talking subpar as in the way the manga is framed and shot. Yes, because I loved this arc. I honestly, I'm going to kind of jump ahead here and just let you know, I preferred the the anime version infinitely more than this. Um, I generally preferred the anime version more than this, but there is one place in this arc when we come to it that I really prefer the manga. But rounding this page off, because I see, I told you I try and keep it under five minutes. I apologize. <laughs> um, but, you know, coming to the end of this page is Katsura just sitting there in the tree and a, a child pointing him out. And, you know, a mother's kind of like, yeah, don't, don't, don't. Don't bother with you know, he's a crazy guy. Leave him alone. Yeah, and 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 the and the winds blowing and stuff. And yes, the yeah. wind is going. <laughs> Was that supposed to be like Gintoki leaving really really fast? No. What I think happened there was maybe Katsura got so caught up in his explanation and his pitch that he probably didn't notice that Gintoki had probably left at least like a couple of minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. And I think that the mother is like thinking that he's like a voyeur who's like looking at like naked girls in the next. Exactly. Look. That's kind of what it reminded me of when they're sitting there in the in the in the trees with their binoculars. It's like this is kind of like that scene from Back to the Future or something. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, but what's what's going on on the next page, Josh? Yeah. So the next page, let's keep it moving. Um, we have the Kenochi Cafe, which is the term for female ninja. Yes. Okay. Kunichi. Uh, ku- Kunoichi. Kunoichi. Okay. Kunoichi. Yeah, we have... So it goes straight from that. Now, this is a good association. This is very good here. We cut from just establishing shot right to Sachan. Okay? Now, Sachan is kind of dressed... She, she's holding, you know, this uh, this waiter's tray. So it makes it very clear. It says Kunoichi Cafe goes to Sachan. Very easy, very good transition. This is proper paneling. So we can quickly see a difference. But I feel like this up and down, this good paneling, the bad paneling, uh, I say bad. Again, I'm not attacking it, but anyway, um, this this chapter is very uneven. Uh, this arc is kind of uneven with that. And basically, Sachan is replying to a question that was asked off screen, off camera, uh, and that is how to break into the magistrate's office. And so she's like, you know, that's what you're asking about. Kind of again, giving us another establishing question. And we go boom to a, a long shot, kind of similar to we had with the tree. But now Sachan's in the midground. The background is full of of other um, patrons, and we have the whole gang, including Katsura, sitting there in the foreground. And it's a very brilliant, yet again, another establishing shot because the background in the panel before was empty. We wanted to focus only on Sachan. So going from there, Gintoki um, is actually, I felt, kind of trying to assist Katsura in his own kind of uh, demeaning way. Basically, Katsura has to do this job and we're kind of stuck in it because of plot. So we need your help. I think that the appeal to Gintoki's character about getting rid of the corrupt guy actually did work with Gintoki. That sort of thing does tend to bring him along. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But then again, I mean, you'd have to, I kind of could defer with you and Colton because Colton knows Gintoki's character much better than I do. If Zura really, really asks for something, Gintoki will do it. Yeah. I, I, th- I think we, uh, yeah, that's. Sorry. Damn it. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> um,. Okay. But, but yes, please. So with, so with Colton's agreement, I shall move on. I guess <laughs> I'm just trying to follow up with another a- awkward transition for you. Um, oh my God. So anyway, 
um, they're sitting there and they're like, so can you, can you help us? Yes or no? You're a ninja. We need your help to break in and, and, and resolve this. Um, they all have desires. And so basically at the, we start getting, um, the whole sentence ending jokes and that sort of thing. Yeah. It starts with, please, can you help now? I'm going to just read it. So can you help now, please? Uh, it starts make with us- that, is it in the first line? That's also it's they're saying digozoru, and they keep on saying. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep, you're right. You're right. Got to back up that. Yeah, that that that's a, that's essentially what uh, what Viz is kind of trying to localize. But I, I feel like those kinds of jokes don't really work in English, unfortunately. Well, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, the Japanese she ends her sentences with ne, right? Not, not well. Which, no, with dekazaru. Yeah, well, not not in this particular scene. No, yeah. The, the whole joke here is that oh, they're you know ninjas have this speech quirk where they go dekazaru at the end, and they're kind it's of it's like the old fashioned um, jide geki ending for sentences to show that you're like in the Edo period samurai ninja, and that's how they end their sentences. It's like an old-fashioned version of uh, uh, Dace, isn't it? Something like that, yeah. And and the joke is further emphasized by the fact that they are at a themed restaurant. They're at the Konoichi Cafe, so for 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 Sachan to be speaking this way at her job makes sense. Okay, okay. But then they start doing it too. Yeah, which uh, I'm not very happy with the way they uh, they translated uh, Gintoki and Katsura's little exchange here at the bottom of the page where. Exactly, Cause, cause, but you know yeah. what? They come up with uh, um, a solution later on in the manga, which is um, uh, there becomes a character who does the degazaru, which is the same as um, Kenshin in uh, only Kenshin. That's how he ends his sentences. Um, and, yes, yeah. Anyways, and so they change it to um, translating it every single time. Is I dare say. Mm-hmm, yeah, I remember that's that's something Viz did. Mm. You know, that's a, that's not too bad. Yeah, I, think I know I that kinda... one's a lot better. So she'd be like sneaking into the magistrate's office. I dare say that actually does have the older, old-fashioned yeah, tone, especially for English. Yeah, yeah. No, I can totally see that. But the thing is, I didn't like is that not on. I mean, and this obviously, if they're translating it, and part of the joke is drawing attention to it, the characters themselves drawing attention to it. Um, I think the joke could have been done better oh, if yeah. they didn't draw attention to it and just kind of left it there. But. Obviously, that's not how the manga was written, so Viz was kind of forced to address that. But at the same time, it's a poor translation. Now you have to address the poor translation <laughs> right there in. So it's like it became a super meta joke that I'm sure Sorachi never intended. He's like, these Americans going to translate it wrong. I'm going to put this one panel in there. Fuck <laughs> with them. You and know, I, anyway. I feel like Sorachi, of all people, would be like, wait, Gintama's in English? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Americans like Gintama? What? Why? Why aren't I big as as big as Naruto and One Piece? It's just the girl Americans. Yeah. The, yes, the girl Americans. The girl Americans. Um. Um. Gorilla Americans. But yeah. But I. I think that's essentially the page. And yeah, that yeah. is. Yeah. And then it's a very throwaway panel where she's like, "Oh yeah," and trying to dismiss the whole speech joke. So yeah. I, yeah. Yucky. Very yucky. And it's really hard to see who's talking in that panel. Like, I had to go to the anime to figure out which who was saying the what would you know about it. Yeah, I do that all... I have to do that all the time when I'm comparing the two, because I... Because uh, I definitely... There were some points where... Yeah, I definitely didn't know who was talking, and thankfully the anime helps with that, which is why sometimes I like to emphasize, okay, so this person said that, just to... Yeah. Well, 
I can tell you right off the bat in one of those panels where it says, help you how, please. That definitely wasn't, uh, that definitely wasn't Kagura because she would have said herpes how, please. <laughs> Pul- Pulper fiction. But, um, but here, uh, Nada, t- t- take your first crack at recapping the manga. Show me what you got. This is your audition. <laughs> no pressure. Okay, next You only page. get two shots. <laughs> Okay, this is the one where they suddenly bring in the honorifics again. Yes. Because <laughs> there was like, so how about this Sasan? Come with us. And she says, you can call me Sachan. And then he goes, calls her, her Sakun. And I think, is that like the first time they use honorifics in the Oh, no, no. They've, no, they've used honorifics here and there in the Viz translation before. And that's what I think I, what I was trying to say earlier. That's one of the many inconsistencies, unfortunately, in the old Viz translation. Yes, it was very muda muda. <laughs> um, but yes, please go on. Okay, anyway, so she says that she can't um, take the job because she actually used to work for the Bakfu. Mm. And she's just got a phone call from someone asking her to do a job for them. But Gintoki doesn't like let her take the phone call because he hits it with Lake Toya, destroys her phone, and that turns her on. I do want to add, if I could, that it's extremely rude in Japan, obviously, to answer your cell phone on buses and trains. Yes. And even here in the West, you don't answer your phone while at work. So this is like a double, a double no-no. So not to mention it's the fucking government. Don't answer the phone for the government, kids. I, I feel like, I feel like Gintoki is also using this as an excuse to like, try to make sure that, uh, basically trying to, uh, convince her in in his own ways to you know to be like hey just stop doing what you're doing and help us yeah that's true i thought it was an excuse to use like toya and i mean the funny okay well i won't go into spoilers but (laughs) no have you you you've already seen the episode where it's kind of revealed she is still working for the government No, yeah yeah. we we, we know at this point that she she has worked for the government that was revealed back and she's still working for matsudaira yeah so she really isn't so zura's um intelligence uh a gathering capability is not that great well i i think what he's referring to is um I, what what I think what I think what he means here when he's like oh hey look you're not with the Bakfu anymore are you I I think what he I think what he was trying to imply was oh hey your cell phone's broken now now you don't have to take uh, now, now you can't take that call okay maybe or at least that that was how I feel like um that's how I think uh, the Crunchyroll subs uh, translated that sentence as what the tone was we that? should yeah. ask Viz we should have a Viz representative on the show and be like hey guys what does this actually mean you know Japanese right it. it Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay oh my god uh, oh you know what i forgot to t- say just before this was yes. um when i was kind of like looking up trying to think what this is parodying is there was a whole series of um they first started out as novels in the 1920s called kurama tengu and they continued on um as movies and as tv shows for kids like all through the 20th century mm. and they were specifically almost every single plot was exactly like this that um Katsura's group would a loyalist or a Katsura himself would be kidnapped by the uh by the evil magistrate um often like the Shinsengumi would be the bad guys in this type of show okay but the magistrate would hold them and then Kurama Tengu who was like this ninja character who was like the Katsura's greatest ally would come in and uh rescue hmm. okay um him, him or his or whoever it was kidnapped this week interesting so I think that this is maybe as again it was a it was very much a show for children a lot of the time like with exciting like sword fights and ninjas and so on. Yeah, sounds like the kind of thing I actually would have liked as a kid. 
Okay, so yeah, so um, Sachan, people are calling for Sachan to come and uh, serve them, and she's like, right away, sir, please, sorry, I have a job to do, and she runs off like she's not going to help them, but then she starts like putting cake into people's faces and uh, <laughs> smashing their table, and it says, oh my glasses, so did she do that because she... Oh, yeah, Kentucky had taken her glasses, but she doesn't know that. So she gets fired from the ninja place. Yeah, and there's a funny little cute little thing where she gets fired and she's like, no, manager, please, no. But she's shaking the wrong person. <laughs> it's pretty cute. Um, and then, like you said, Nada, on the next page, we, we do find out that, yeah, Gin took her glasses and he's like, hey, uh, you, you dropped your glasses there because <laughs> he's a giant asshole. And um, Gin and Kata are essentially like, oh, man, that's – hey, so- sorry you lost your job. Um, hey, l- let us know if you need any work. We we, we got a job for you. <laughs> and um, Shinpachi is obviously very uh, – he's very apologetic. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry. Those guys are such assholes. And S- Sachan being Sachan is like, you know, I, 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 I kind of liked it. <laughs> um <laughs> Best. That was the best Sachan voice ever. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm auditioning for the role of Sachan in the Gintama dub. That will never happen. No, it's going to happen on sports TV. Sports. <laughs> Wait, sports. What was what was the name of that channel? No, 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 Josh. It's going to happen on IFC because everybody has that channel. The international. F- fuck. Ta- I don't know. It was International Film Channel. I think. No, Independent Film Channel. No, no, no. I stands for. Inspirational? Like, like Toya? I don't know. Yes. Anyway, so uh, Shinpachi is, is kink-shaming because he's like, ew, that's gross. Ew, ew. Well, Shinpachi is sexually repressed anyway. Well, that's true. He is a virgin. <laughs> um, I love how Kagura here is just, she, she just doesn't look like she gives a shit about anything that's going on, and I love it. But then we uh, we cut to a shot here. We, we cut to, I'm assuming, just a shrine, and... Um, you know, Sachan basically has gathered all f- uh, four of them together and is like, you know, I, I know we don't have a lot of time, but I'm going to basically try to teach you how to be a ninja. So our first lesson, uh, basically, uh, a ninja, you know, they're discreet. Uh, they have to be so discreet that uh, they don't uh, that nobody notices their presence. So whatever you do, you, you always have to be inconspicuous. You have to be like a shadow. You know, once they pass, you know, you leave no trace. And, uh, obviously, all four of them, uh, do the complete opposite of that and wear, like, the worst ninja clothes you could possibly imagine. Like, bright, col- bright colors, you know, just, just colors that anybody would notice. Yeah, I think Sachan put them in it. Not Shinpachi. Shinpachi would totally blend in with a field of cows. See, I, I don't, I don't think Sachan gave them the clothes. Otherwise, she wouldn't be complaining. I don't, well. No, she says, no, they're complaining. Oh, no. Who's no, no, Shimpachi. Shimpachi's complaining. Conspicuous. Yeah, it's Shimpachi. Yeah. See, this is what we were talking about. We don't know who the hell's talking. Yeah, um, and then everyone asks why they're why why they're wearing this color. So yeah, I think it was Sachan, and she picked them out when she was shopping without glasses one day, probably. <laughs> probably. Um, and um, I don't know if um if they make this reference in the um, uh, I think they do in the anime. I don't know about, like, the original text of, like, the original manga, but Shinpachi makes a comment, oh, what are we, Go-Go Rangers? They do in the anime, I was listening for it. What Shinpachi is referring to there is, um, is the uh, Himitsu Sentai Go Ranger, uh, Super Sentai television series, which, uh, apparently was created by, uh, Shotaro Ishinomori, who, 
some of you listeners and Josh will pro- will know as the creator of Common Rider. Common Rider. And um, apparently was the first Super Sentai television series to premiere on television. That was kind of redundant, but you know what I mean. Okay, so Sorachi probably watched it. <laughs> um, yeah, I looked that up too, and um, it uh, uh, that particular show premiered like in the late seventies, from like seventy seven to seventy nine. It, it ran for a while. Well, you have to remember though that. The Super Sentai archetype continued, though, for, like, a ton of different shows. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. But I was I was going to say that um, if, if Sirachi ever watched this one in particular, you know, he he he, he probably – because I think Sirachi was born in 1979. Yeah, so, four years older than me. But no, what I was going to say was if Sirachi had caught this particular Sentai series, it probably would have been in reruns at that point. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he probably watched others because, like Josh said, the the Sentai archetype basically carried on from show to show. It doesn't usually change all that much. It, it they're they're all kind of the same show, you know, S- different skin, same show, essentially. But um, I, we we should have had Doc on this episode because he because I know he's a big uh, Tokusatsu guy. But anyway, so we just we go on with the scene and. Sachan's like, oh, well, you know, I, you know, every, for everybody, everybody except for Gin, you know, looks the same to me. So I, I can't really tell you guys apart anyway. I don't really care about all you guys. And Shinpachi's like, oh, we should just wear name tags then, I guess. And we get the, we get the joke of Sachan not being able to see without her glasses. And is like, oh, oh, Gin, you're such a silly boy. Let me fix your scarf for you. Except she's talking to a tree. And she's talking to, she's talking to some wood. That's why she mistook it for Kentucky. <laughs> Sure. Um, which, you know, we, we get our reaction to its usual straight man reaction. And, um, and then we cut to, uh, Katra and, uh, uh, Katra and, uh, Kagura. I cannot believe I blanked on her name. And, um, Katra's basically like, um, not, not that I care or anything, but why am I yellow? Like, uh, the, the leader's supposed to be red, so why aren't I wearing red? And Kagura's just like, you know, who, who said you're the leader? Uh, you know, I'm I'm the one wearing red, so you have to listen to what I say. And Katsura's just like, eh, whatever. I don't I don't care. I guess I'll just stick with yellow. Which which is when we get in the background, Kagura being all like, you know, as as the red leader, I'm giving you an order, yellow, to uh, you know, to to basically, I'm I'm issuing the order that your favorite food is now curry, and, and you have to that's your gimmick, and that that is an order from your leader, and. uh Gintoki is just like, hey, Shinpachi, can, can you switch with me? Uh, I'm, I don't want to get a curry all over my uh, my white ninja outfit. And Shinpachi being like, oh, well, d- are we supposed to be learning how to be ninja? Like, none of this matters. Um, but then what goes on in the next page, Josh? Uh, can we just talk about this page for a second? Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay, because that bit where um, where Kagura says that she's the leader, and then Katsura s- agrees to it, that ends up becoming like a serious thing in his head for like the next uh rest of the manga like she becomes leader and like she becomes like an honorary leader of the organization see that's funny because i actually thought that joke started around like way earlier like in episode five because kagura um kagura she makes asks a- if she can be the leader at that point yeah yeah so I, that's but where this I is when he acknowledges started. her as leader and then after that he keeps on calling her leader Okay, yeah, I, I remember that being a running joke, and yeah, it, it makes sense that this is where it would start, actually, now that I think about it. But yeah, anyway, Josh, what, what's going on in the next two pages here? Well, can I can I add something to this page as well? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, so I do want to say, though, with, with Go Onger 
or sorry, the Go Go Rangers. Um, uh, Go Rangers. Was, uh, yeah, the Go Rangers. Um, so obviously there there was a show named Go Onger. Yes, which was kind of the combination of Go, which obviously has a kind of a double pun in Japanese between being Go, as in you know to to move forward or do something, uh, and Go the number for five because there are usually five of them. In this case, if you're including Sachan, there are. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And so the thing, yeah. So the thing is like, uh, I don't know. It, it to me, it's 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 um, a very very obvious pun. But the thing that bothers me so much is this paneling. It's horrible. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I have to say this. Like, I was fighting, uh, biting my tongue and just trying not to say anything. But that whole scene where Sajan's like, oh, everyone but Gin looks good. And she turns around and touches the tree. Like, quite literally, Gin Toki and, and Shimpachi are in the exact same location from panel to panel. And all that's changed is, one, for some reason, Gin Toki and Shimpachi I've gotten a tad bit bigger and Sajan has gotten totally smaller. So like that paneling makes no sense in terms of how the whole thing is framed. It bothers the shit out of me, (laughs) you know, not unless they totally got up in anyway, but anyway, so what happens in the next page? All right. So they go, we get an, um, I spoke about this actually the first time I was on the podcast, a kind of theater of the mind, what it is that they show you an abstract shot of something and you're supposed to fill in the blanks around it. Um, this one isn't so much that it shows you like a shot of some sort of ceiling is what you can tell. And then boom, they show you the inside of what, um, the Japanese call a shoten guy or basically a strip mall. It's a, it's a culmination of shots. And, uh, you know, uh, we have Sachan. she's explaining how this is called quote unquote ninja street. And this is kind of the street that all the ninja go to get trained and she's like, yeah, I learned to become a ninja here. And Shimpachi kind of doubts that. But then we cut to the joke where Katsuda is sitting there literally holding curry. <laughs> so, you know, he's he's already falling in line with um, Kagura being the leader. And so, you know, that joke is kind of made. And then Singatoki's like, okay, so what are we supposed to be doing? And, and we get another one of those paneling issues that I spoke about because Sachan is in the exact same location, almost the exact same size. And it's like, where did Katsuda go? Did Katsuda just turn into Gintoki? Gintoki just stand into... <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's know? actually, that's something that the anime omitted, Josh. I'm not sure if you uh, if you knew that. <laughs> he, he, yeah, Katsura literally becomes Gintoki. And, and when Sachan is like, hey, weren't, weren't you Katsura just a second ago? Oh, Katsura Janai Gintoki da. Moving on. Oh, I, 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 <laughs> I, I, Wakaru. So, I'm sorry, damn it. It's coming out again, that, that inner demon. Um, but no, like the paneling does bother me because it's like, I could understand if they totally, like, if this is now Katsura, um, sorry, uh, Sachan from the other angle, but it's not because she's lifting the same arm. You know what I'm saying? Like she's, you can't even say because Sachan from the other side because she's in the exact same location. If you were to display it from the other side, you'd have to flip this panel. Um, just like, <sighs> I, I honestly I can understand that being an issue. That that is a little weird. It, 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 it's a small issue, but here let me. And there is a benefit to the way this is framed because at the same time, your eyes are already trained to look at Katsuda in the first panel, and then Sachan in that location, and then that you know those locations stay exactly the same. So you instantly see Gintoki, you instantly see uh, Sachan. So you're reading it the exact same. So in that sense, it works. It's not like this detracts from the manga, but I have seen Sorachi being you know much more talented than this. And this is kind of, you know, disappointing, but more or less. 
yeah, it, it feels very cut and paste. And I'm not trying to say like, oh, this guy who does this on a weekly basis needs to put his balls to the wall and actually try. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, just yes, like- Yes, Sirachi, work harder. What the fuck are you doing? Well, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you lazy Gintama animators. Um, so long story short is, you know, I've gone on at length for some of the paneling and how good it is. And I'm finding a very big absence in this chapter, but Kagura, not Kagura, I'm sorry, Sachan. Sachan points over to a bookstore. Okay. So what are we going to do at the bookstore? Well, we're, we're going to shoplift manga, right? That's well, see, that's the thing is that, uh, Gintoki makes that joke, but that's exactly kind of what they end up doing. Um, they pay for it though. They do pay well, for it. Well, this is true. Well, uh, kind of. Let's, yeah. The spirit of what Gentoki is saying is, is 100% correct, which is kind of why the slap is funny, because she slaps him and then turns around and is like, no, 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 you no. You can't buy manga. You have to buy a porno magazine first, okay? Which, which by the way, Josh, I don't know if you saw my tweet, but um, they Viz didn't call them girly magazines. I was about to say, yes, because, you know, 17 and 13 obviously is not strong enough potency for, for Gintoki's Lake Toya. I think if you go back to, like, World War II, Girly Magazine was, um, meant porno magazine in English. Oh, did it really? And so maybe it was, like, an old World War II veteran doing the translation. <laughs> he got his kneecap shut off and decided he was going to translate Gintoki's oh my like, God. dialogue. Uh, that, that's actually interesting. I didn't know that. So now in the dub, we have to get an old World War II vet to voice Gintoki, so that makes sense. I mean, yeah, Gintoki is a war veteran. This is true. I can just picture that guy from, now he's not World War II, but that guy from Full Metal Jacket, the staff sergeant. It's like, <laughs> you calling a girly magazine? What you doing, private? <laughs> so I can only picture, I can only picture that being the best thing ever, but uh, anyway, so they have to buy a porno magazine or a girly magazine. Um <laughs> In this case, it's full-blown porno. So this is when you know Gintama's going off the rails because it's using San and Kun and porn. This is when Gintama gets serious. <laughs> this is when Gintama <laughs> got serious. So Gintoki's like, so, you know, I buy porno magazines regularly. Why is being a ninja changing anything? And um, we get another panel, which is very reminiscent of those last two I just got done complaining about, except now Sachan's in the foreground, Shimpachi's in the background. But this case, it works. Why? Because as Shimpachi is saying, you know, he's, he, you know, being the street, straight man, he's, he's calling out the situation. Um, and Sachan is saying, like, you know, this is going to turn you into a ninja, you know. Um, Sachan is literally leaving the frame. So it makes sense to have it pan out the same way because Sachan is now moved and we get the sense of motion. This is what sequential art is supposed to do. You know, it was, it's a series of pictures, you know, connotating some sort of movement, which hasn't been really dictated at all. Um, at the same time, we get a couple shots of the magazine rack and how the guy at the counter is totally asleep, which will make sense. But Sachan is outlining, I'm going to go to the, to the magazine rack I'm going to grab my magazine. She says, she, she says it in a, in a very militaristic way of isolate and capture your target. Okay. But um, she says, yeah, you're going to you know, throw the money down and no one's ever going to notice. And then next page. And then nada, next page. Yeah. So she goes and gets some masochist monthly. <laughs> and uh, I didn't, okay, like Shinpachi and Kagura, they seem like really surprised that she would go and get that. Well, because well, I think at this point, they're starting to I think they're starting to realize that okay, yeah, she's she's actually a masochist. Well, I want to point out an issue with the Viz translation because I know for a fact that that is a weekly publication. <laughs> okay. 
actually, you know what? Um, in the manga at this point, Kagura and Shinpachi hadn't really seen that side of her because I know she she shows that more in the anime intro than she does in the manga version. Yeah, because in the in the manga they introduce that side of her a, a lot later. Like I. I think I remember this, like, they introduced this as late as, like, the chapter where, um, where they're basically all at Otose's bar, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna be the heroine, no, I'm gonna be the heroine, and all that stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, I know uh, what it is. It's in, when she first meets Gin, Gin, when he's climbing up the wall, says that after you're my wife, I'm gonna tie you up, and she goes, oh, I like the sounds of it, that, and, like, that's all the hint towards that's part of her character in that arc, in the manga. Yeah, I remember that in the anime being a little more uh, emphasized. Whereas in the anime, she starts like, she drops through the ceiling and starts like going, ooh, I love it when you mistreat me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's just one of my uh, pet peeves about Gintama anime, actually, is that episode, so. Mm, I see. Okay, anyway, so she gets the masochist monthly, everyone's surprised, and they're like, how are we supposed to go unnoticed in these clothes? And Shinpachi's going, and does it have to be porno? And I can see there's like a drop of sweat on his face. That's not sweat. And <laughs> Josh, shut up. <laughs> Anyways, um, Zura's like, if this is all it takes to being a ninja is nothing. And he goes, I can do this every morning before breakfast. Zura! I mean, before curry time. So he goes in with his curry, and Kagura's yelling, You'll die if you spill the curry! And so he's totally into that. Um, and, I, and I think um, they, they kind of, like, sort of mistranslated the joke here with uh, Kagura referring to Katsura as Curry Ranger, because I, I think uh, th there's a joke in the anime where Katsura... Uh, response to Kagura with Ruja, and it's supposed to be some kind of like curry pun or something, I believe. Yeah, it's like anytime it comes to like a pun, it gets rocky. Yeah. Curry, like, what the flaming hell is ninja? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they were trying to work in a different joke there or something, but I just, I thought that was worth pointing out. It looks like Katsura is going off to his death, and uh, Gintoki has his arm out. Don't go! <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone else noticed, but uh, Katsura pulls out a Housewives magazine or something. Isn't that kind of funny, considering what we learn later about him, Nada, and his uh, kinks, let's call him? Uh, yes, that's, that's... Okay, so this is actually what... I, I had this rant on Twitter the other day about how I can't stand when people go on about how Zura, his soul is so pure, and he doesn't, like, think about sex and things like that. He goes in and gets the housewives porn from the... Yeah, and, like, we even see in the, um, in the video game thing, the, the Away arc, which I cannot wait for Josh to see. That is a really funny arc. Um... But you'll have to wait. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's essentially a two-episode mini-arc that parodies the time in which the uh, Nintendo Wii was released. It's it's pretty funny, but um yeah, I remember Katsura playing like a, a like a dating sim game where like instead of dating the um the, the regular main girl, he starts dating like her mom or something. Her widowed mother. Yeah, he starts going after her widowed mother. Well, but doesn't that make sense that he would have that fetish? I mean Yeah, with Ikumatsu and all that. Exactly. I'm saying like, hey man, if this magazine has Ikumatsu in it, I'd be totally getting the Housewives magazine as well. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, so this is one of those places where um, it's just the manga can't do what the anime can do at this point, because like this part in the anime, watching him just like walking slowly doing it was really inspirational to watch. Yeah, that was pretty good. 
Anyway, so that like he has the soul of a ninja, and he's just gonna make it, but he drops the curry on the ground, and then he's like, "I'm sorry, boss. I tried to be." <laughs> yeah, I, I love how he like is like shivering, and then he uh, slowly turns, and blood's coming out of his <laughs> mouth. That's <laughs> pretty good, but uh, but yeah, essentially, Katsura falls to the ground. C- certainly, he has died. Which, you know, I, I, I could see why he'd die, you know, dropping curry, like Kyra told him not to do it, and he did it, and, and it killed him. Yeah. Killed a really good man. And Kagura's also obviously very torn up about this, but Satchon just kind of like picks up Katsura's lifeless body and is like, I'll give him a B. You know, he, he was, he had good speed, but his concentration sucks. Who's next? And, uh, Kagura is like, I'll go. I, I, I shall avenge my fallen ninja brethren, my curry ninja. And, um, you know, she she basically gets on the ground and kind of shuffles around, and uh, I, I love how uh, Sachan is basically like, "Hey, Kagura, you're you're not old enough to buy porn. You should just go buy jump instead." Um, which Kintoki uh, uh, and Shinpachi are basically just like, "Oh man, she she looks like a real ninja." Oh yeah, well she's a kid, so she she'd love this kind of pretend kind of thing, and we we kind of see these these great panels of Kagura uh, shifting towards the bookstore. And then just kind of shuffling around because why not? And then she gets up and uh, <laughs> she starts crying because she's like, "Oh, I, I got I got dog poop on my, on my on my ninja costume. Oh no!" And Gintoki is basically like, "Ah, no, get the hell away from me!" Which um, we find out that it's just the curry <laughs> that uh, Katsura dropped earlier. Um, which Sachan is like, "No, no, d- don't cry. I'll I'll give you an A." And Kagura's like, "I don't want your sympathy." Mm. And uh, we get this great panel of Gintoki raring the go and being like, oh, yeah, it's my turn. I used to play ninja when I was a kid and looking all tough and shit, cracking his knuckles. <laughs> Pretty good. And um, then we get another shot where everybody's like, hey, where's where's Gin? I, where'd he go? And then we see a trash can come out of nowhere. And everybody's like, um, Gross. That's really unsanitary, which Sachan is like, no, no, actually, you see, it's, it, it's, it's all, it, he only looks like he went into the trash can. And that's, oh my God, again, you're, you're so, you're so talented. I love you. Have my babies. And, um, <laughs> everyone is essentially, you know, calling out Gin for being a teacher's pet. And, um, they basically, uh, Sachan, Katsura, and Kagura all start arguing and whatnot. And essentially, while they're arguing, Two two trash guys uh, driving a dump truck pick up the trash can, and uh, what happens after that, Josh? They literally chuck the entirety of the trash can, not just the trash inside. They just take the entire can and shove it into the back <laughs> of the truck, um, and they start crushing it. And it's like, huh, why That's is the garbage- why Japan doesn't have any garbage cans. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and one of the garbage men is like, huh, I, wa- I want to read it, dude. This is too funny. He says, why is the garbage so full already? And the guy's like, huh, heck if I know. <laughs> they just murdered Kentucky. Um, series is liter- over. Yes, the series is over. And then literally, um, there's a, a really, I thought it was a really nice panel. Half of it is kind of this tr- you know trailing smoke. And you have the four of them kind of just sitting there like, uh, you know, just literally just kind of taking in the moment. It's a moment for you to laugh, you know, is what it is. It's <laughs> yeah. perfect. And then as the truck is driving away, they're like, um, yeah, that's, that's not a good thing. Um, oh, well, let's move on. 
yeah, kind of, okay, well, whatever. Um, and they just kind of discount it because obviously he wasn't really in the trash can, right? Yeah, so, just, just like Sachan said. Exactly. Sachan's always right. Yes. And so Shimpachi's like, okay, I'm going to go. And we get a panel. And this is, again, this is the right way to use this, this sort of panel. We see Shimpachi at the magazine rack, and then he kind of like, I don't know, has this, he, he turns to the side, and then you see Katsuda and, and Kagura are sitting there, and they're kind of like, okay, you know, what's going on here? And it's like, he puts the money on the counter ever so gingerly, like he's really leaning on one foot, reaching out, he puts it on there, and then he comes back is like, oh, I did it! And then they realize, wait, that's just Shimpachi's normal existence, is that everyone ignores him. <laughs> Which... I feel like I kind of relate to Shinpachi here. If I if I were if I were in the situation, I totally I would totally take this kind of stance. Like I'm trying to be a ninja. Oh, I'm gonna gonna lean in, give the money, and I got my porn. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, and the- he's so inconspicuous. He's going yes, yes, but still no one paying attention. Which exactly. um, Com- sorry, I was I was gonna say. Um, I know I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but um, a little detail I really liked in the anime was because uh, this episode in the anime had aired um, right after the uh, the cat eared uh, Densha Otoko Train Man parody episode. Yep. So uh, I'm not sure if you guys noticed, but um, in the he got anime, an idol he, mag instead. No, he no. Actually, what he buys is he buys a a porn magazine with a girl. The girl on the cover is wearing cat ears. I thought that was just an idol. Like, I didn't think it was actual porn. I thought it was an idol. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's actual porn, but whatever he bought yeah, I think had it cat was ears on it. Because it was, yeah. he was supposed to be too young to get it, too. Well, that's true. That's right, because in Gintama, the anime, you can't do things like you can in manga. Well, yeah, because it looks like in the manga, Shinpachi they looks like... They don't say anything about it. Well, that's true, but I was going to say, I think we can at least infer that Shinpachi probably bought some kind of, like, Sports Illustrated uh, Swimsuit Edition kind of magazine, because there's a girl with a bikini on the cover. He masturbates to anime porn. Or to Victoria's Secret, I mean, you never know. No, it's still anime porn. <laughs> okay, but uh, please continue, Josh. So after uh, Shinpachi's done voting for Trump, we see that there's a <laughs> we see that there is a panel there where Gintoki suddenly appears, all battered and and, and rat ratty tatty um, gi of his or whatever you call it, his ninja clothes there, and they're just like, "Uh, what's going on?" And again, and Gintoki's like, "Oh man, that's not real ninja stuff." And then re- and everyone's like, "Oh shit, he was in the garbage." And we kind of have a couple of panels where it's like just talking, not really anything going on. And then we have like, well, this no, no, dude. It, it, no, no, no. It's funny because Gin is like, because what, what's happening is they're all staring at Gintoki and Gin's like self conscious and he's trying to, and he's basically, he's all like, hey, where are you guys looking at me? Oh, this, I, I just, I just fought like three guys in the bathroom. No, guys, really, seriously, why don't you believe me? It actually happened. Yeah, I I don't know. That joke kind of fell flat. I don't know. Like it's I think it's funnier when you can hear Sugita's voice like Yeah, and that goes for a lot of the anime. Ex- yeah, it's just like Sugita enunciates and adds all that extra oomph to it and it's just on the manga it's kind of like okay, it's a couple characters on on grid paper, you know. Okay, cool. <laughs> No, I no, I I kind of agree with you there. I mean, you know, it, it it's it's cute. It's part of the charm. I'm not saying like this joke sucks. A minus. You know, I'm just trying to say <laughs> no. like it was it was J- okay. Josh, Josh, the the manga doesn't want your sympathy grades. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> but um, well, I did like, and I didn't get this at first. I had to stop and think about it. 
I was like, okay, they have a panel where there's this dude in the background, like just reading something, and then they give him a full panel. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, that this is our. Well, I don't know if I should spoil it, but、uh, this is our our. No, you should know him by now. If oh no, I do、manga. know who he is. But what I'm saying is, no, the readers would know him. The, yeah, the readers would know him, but like they they reveal who he is on, in like the next two pages anyway. So this is this is true. That's part of the reason I was trying to save it so that way you know the next person can can. You ruined my transition, Colton. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, Josh.、Uh, it's, Yunata, it's it's it's, it, it's Koyasu himself, the voice actor. No, no, wrong, wrong character, wrong voice actor. You're all wrong, Josh. You get you get a. I'll give you a B. Well, at least it wasn't out of sympathy, bitch. No, no, not at all.、Um, yeah, that's that's what the B stands for. I know, right? So, Nada, you get these last two pages. Okay, so then we finally meet this magistrate, and、uh, Hattery Zenzel is here, and he's、um, reporting about how Katsur is on the move, and he's recruited a ninja, Sachan, and they're coming to、um, get Elizabeth back. Oh yeah. So then the magistrate like mentions that his、um, motivation is that if he gets Katsura's head, then he'll be promoted. And、um, Hattori Zenzo is like, "It's Katsura we're talking about. It won't be easy to take him down." And he's bringing along a ninja. And it's like, "I have a perfect plan."、Um, was there anything on that page? Boring layouts. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Next page. Yes.、Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then Zenzel's like, we have an ace. No, no, it isn't. Okay, this is another part where I got confused. Who was talking?、Um, no, the magistrate says we have an ace up our sleeves, namely you, Zenzel Hattori. And I always get confused when they switch the names. Yeah, versus yeah. last name first or whatever the case and, may be. And you know what? It's actually、um, the English.、Um, Style guide like for putting the names, the direction of the names is actually the other way around for anything prior to、um, the major restoration.、Hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of it's it's weird that they would put it that way, but I guess that that's what they're used to as translators. Yeah, some some for some characters, I always forget who's which which of the names is their first and which is their names are.、Um... Are are last? It yeah. I, I get that. Ha- that happens a lot with Zenzel. I, I get confused either、which. way. I'm I'm pretty sure Hatori is his last name though. Yeah, because he's um, it's、Hattori、a parody、Honzo. of Hatori Hatori Hansel. Yes, though it turns out later in the manga that it's not it's not that he's a version of Hatori Hansel. He's actually Hatori Hansel's descendant. Okay, yeah, that's right. That is a thing later. Okay, so then she, he's like, "Okay,、um, Aoi goes. I will be depending on you." Okay, then, but then it switches suddenly to the other group. It's like, "Go, ninja spy f- force forward." Yeah, they're essentially getting ready to、uh, storm the castle. I really liked that last panel, but the one—I mean, the one right before that—I can't tell if Gintoki's foot is actually resting on anything. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> You look, know, at that, look at that! Look at that! It's like who, how, who, who, who stands like that? And then look at the panel. He's like, he's clearly a-legged, right? Meaning one foot on the right, pointing forward; one foot on the left, pointing forward. But here, like on this panel, like he was getting into position in between. I guess so, but I mean, like it is the weirdest timing on that panel. It's like, look,、yeah. this comes from a guy who takes four screenshots of anything he watches out of anime, and this was a mistimed screenshot, Sorichi. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that's how he that's how he creates manga, right? That's how all manga is created. That's right. He watches the Gintama anime and takes screenshots and then rearranges <laughs> it onto the.、Uh... 
yeah, onto the and, panel. And then you get an Animanga, which is probably like the most redundant and worst thing ever created. Um, but that's just me. Street Fighter, the movie, the video game. Yes. Um, so that was chapter 67. Um, I don't know. I thought, I, th- I actually thought this chapter was really funny. I really enjoyed it. Um, I find it was funny, but the art wasn't anything special. And, um, it, again, it was like the anime version have of this chapter has like everything that the good about the manga and more stuff. So, yeah. I don't know, Josh, Josh did, did you at least think this was funny? Um, so I, I mean, first off, I always watch the anime first, then go back and read the manga. Yes, because you are you are a pleb. I'm sorry that that was not needed. <laughs> yeah, plebe. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, I see. I've been. I've. This is so off topic. I've been corrected on both. So whenever I no, say pleb, I've said pleb. I get, no, 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 no. What, what I'm saying is when I say pleb, people correct me and say it's plebe. But when I then I, when I say plebe, I've been corrected in in saying that it's pleb. So I I don't. I say it incorrectly, like on purpose, just to be an ass. Okay, plebian. Yes, thank you. I'm sorry, J- Josh. Please continue. Okay, so um, me and my plebe plebe pleb poop. I really like the last panel of this manga. Uh, I I like it a lot. I just wish that they had taken and say they. I wish Sorichi had taken this. That that last panel and actually made it the last page, because we had a very a great title page. This would have been a great way to end it. Anyway, that's that. That's I mean, the art is very rough for this entire arc. Um, just you know the small nitpicky things. I mean, does it affect how I actually read the story? Well, yeah, in some spots it actually does, and that's kind of my point. Um, but I agree a hundred percent with what Nada said that literally. The anime had everything good about the manga, and then, you know, capitalized on it, made it better. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can agree on that as well. Um, but uh, I think we should move on to the next chapter. This is the manga recap for chapter 68, The Moon Knows Everything. So, we start off on the first page here, and um, we basically have these two guards at the uh, at the magistrate's, uh, uh, I guess, residence? Home? Compound? Compound? Castle? Whatever you want to call it. So basically, these two guards are... Uh, like, uh, w- w- one of them apparently heard an urban legend somewhere, which... So, actually, before I go out, Nada, is this a real thing that they're going to be talking about here? With- I googled it, and I could not find anything about it. I found some pictures on it, but that's about it. So, anyway, one guard basically says to the other, Hey, you know, uh, they say the moonlight's good for you if you um, if you let it bathe your butthole. Or your butt, or whatever. Hemorrhoids, man. Yeah, basically, the other guard's like, What? What, what are you talking about? Like, it's essentially like, you know... If your friend came up to you and was like, "Hey, you know, starlight causes you cancer," and you're just like, "Dude, that's stupid. Shut up." Um, or at least I don't know. I don't know. Is, is that actually like a real thing that happens? Because I've heard that, and I, I don't believe that actually is a thing. That what? 
that that starlight gives you cancer. Yeah, that doesn't seem like it'd be a thing because the starlight's always there. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, but the flip side is the sun is a giant fucking star. Okay, That's true. apparently, <laughs> apparently, this is like. Uh oh. Okay, what's the name of that German? I I can't say the name. Goethe or Goethe? Or he was like this German poet from the 19th century. Goethe, the one who wrote Faust. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Goethe. Okay, anyway, so apparently he was the one that said that exposing your bare bottom to the moon would um, cure hemorrhoids. Huh, okay, interesting. So the reason I couldn't find it was I was looking I was looking um, at Japanese stuff, and it's actually German. Oh, huh, interesting. We learned something today. So this man is praying to Satan. <laughs> yes, sure, but essentially the, the guard who is talking about this 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 thing that uh, people do with the moon and their butt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. That's why they call it mooning. Ah, that's funny. Basically, he's like, no, no, no. Seriously, uh, uh, Hattori. Uh, uh, that's this is how he cured his hemorrhoids and stuff. Because you know that that's Hattori's joke, his running joke, because he always has hemorrhoids. Um, but uh, basically, the guards like, hey, dude, will you shut up? Like. This is no time to be talking about that kind of stuff. We're, like, we're expecting, like, a rebel attack. Like, you know, we're dealing with Katra here, you know, the, the Prince of Chaos, which I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be a reference to Katra's, um, uh, one of his many, uh, aliases. Uh, the Noble Youth of Madness or whatever. I think that's probably uh, what they were saying. Yeah, basically. And yeah, he's basically just giving this other guy crap. Like, hey, you know what? We should just. Just, you know, just stop it. And the guy is like, oh, well, I'm just trying to lighten up the mood. God, you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go take a piss. And, you know, the guy's like, this guy, they, they don't pay me enough to deal with the new guys. Um, but, uh, we, we go for, uh, on the next page, we go from this guy being like, no, nah, that's, that's not a thing to pulling down his pants and, might uh, as well try it. Yeah, yeah, might as well try it. He lick, literally sticks his butt up in the air and is like, oh, fair moon, please cure my hemorrhoids and all that stuff. And we get this great bit where um, <laughs> where where the guy's like, huh, the moon is getting a lot closer than usual. Oh, my God. And Gin kicks him in the butt. No, he doesn't kick him in the butt. Like, he buries his foot in between his ass cheeks. Essentially. Not so yeah. much as in the anime, though. Oh, my God. In the anime, he gets his, like, toe in there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, Gin is dressed up as the moon for camouflage because he's a ninja now, and he's essentially being all cool. And he's like, "Oh, you know, I think you should just get a doctor to take a look at that." And um, we get this recurring thing for the next couple of pages where we get um, in the Viz translation, you know, superimposed English text, which originally was supposed to be kanji, you know, introducing all of uh, all of our uh ninja group, you know, the go ninja. Um it I honestly I feel like this is a um and we're kind of jumping ahead again, but I feel like this was a lot more dramatic uh, and a lot better done in the anime, I guess. I can't words. Um a lot more dramatic definitely where we get uh you know everybody's code name Gins the White Ninja and his special attack is the Undercover Strike. And, um, basically we get more guards being all like, Hey, what's going on here? And, uh, one of the guards is, uh, uh, paper lanterns gets, uh, blown out and, uh, it's basically dark and they're like, Oh man, I can't see. It's too dark. And then, uh, what happens after that, Josh? Well, uh, uh, 
you have actually a really good panel here. I was complaining about the last chapter, but this is a really cool panel where you have each of the guards on either side and a very perfect picture of Sachan there. And she's got these sticky knot-toe threads all over her fingers. And she's like, better put your glasses on. And literally has like glued glasses to their face with the sticky strands from the knot-toe. Um, I thought it was a really, really, really good panel. And, you know, the guards start freaking out. Oh my gosh, it's stinky. What's, you know, what's going on with this? And she leaps into the air and then whoo, in comes her title of the four-eyed ninja. And her special attack is, without glasses, I can't see tomorrow. <laughs> so. Um, which, which, by the way, I, ha- I love how one of the guards is like, that, that, that soybean goo, oh, I know it anywhere. It's natto. Ew. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they had to explain to the... That not all equal soil soybeans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I didn't. I overlooked that. That's true. I was like, oh, okay, it's not a, you know, whatever, you know. But no, good point. Yeah, because uh, I'm surprised they didn't call it not Tosan. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so you know, they freak out. Oh, get it off, get it off, and that sort of thing. Um, and in the background, you see that Shimpachi is kind of sneaking up behind them, and they're like, huh, you know, what's going on? They both now. This is kind of confuses. Who are you? But they're looking at each other. Yeah. So it's like, are they just confused because they're wearing glasses, or are they actually trying to look at Shimpachi, but Shimpachi's still really far in the background? It doesn't matter because the next panel, Shimpachi literally drops them both. And then we see him come in with his badass pose and says, Holstein Ninja. Or it's actually pronounced Holstein. I don't know. Holstein, right? Holstein. Holstein, yeah. Is it Holstein? Okay. I didn't grow up on a farm, so I'm sorry. (laughs) Holstein Ninja. Attack. Tried a cow costume, but it was boring. <laughs> I feel like I need to narrate the rest of the manga like that. But anyway, five ninja break into the magistrate's palace. Ah, I know those Naoto. Those are soybeans. <laughs> the Holstein ninja tried his attack. You know, something. Anyway, I'm sorry. This is going to be a tangent. Uh, my dream for this podcast is to get somebody, uh, get a listener who knows how to animate and just animate bits of the podcast, and I want that animated. Some Somebody please make that happen. Don't you? Wait, wait a second. Um, What's his face? Sid. Yeah, oh yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah, just start volunteering people. Oh yeah, th- that's right. Yeah, past guest, Sid, he's technically learning how to become an animator. Sid, if you're listening to this, please animate that bit. Animate Gintama because the animators on Gintama can't do it alone. <laughs> Yes, Sid. Please, please, please go. Go. You need to go to Japan to see if Sunrise needs any help. Save anime. You are our last hope. I'm sorry. Please continue, Josh. Okay. So then, of course, you know, intruder. They sound the alarm. You know, and it sucks when you're stuck on those fobs, and you know, the alarm is sound, and you, there's nowhere to hide, and you know, you end up taking. Oh, sorry, Metal Gear. Anyway, so the intruders come in. Or sorry, not the intruders. The guys yelling intruder come in, and they're all like, oh, we got to find him, this, that, the other thing. And then they all get slammed get in the face. back to moon bathing. That's right. <laughs> this is true. Actually, I want to ask, Was did the uh, historical um, Hattori Honzo actually have hemorrhoids at all, or is that just like completely fabricated? I think that's completely fabricated, but it was definitely a huge problem with samurai. Because mm. of the, the saddle riding? Yeah, the saddle riding. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. But anyway, they get a face full of curry from two strange peoples. Yeah, who are who are these strange peoples, Nada? These two strange peoples are the double curry ninja, red hot and yellow medium. And uh, they've got really into it, Katsura and Kagura. 
and everyone's screaming as they have ninja as they <laughs> have curry thrown at them. Wait, wait, wait! What's their special attack? Nada. Attack throwing curry in a hurry. That's pr- that's pretty cool. Okay, everyone's like quite a strike. <laughs> they don't look like they're injured at all. They're just like well, well, the, well. The guy above the speech bubble look kind of looks like he's um is kind of recovering. He's like, oh man, curry was too spicy. Can't get up. <laughs> God. Yeah, and then the guy has like really weird lips in the middle. Yeah, he kind of does. Like a duck, duck lips. Hey, hey, hey! Let's not body shame on Kintama, really. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so then Zenzel's watching, and he's like, I guess they gave up on their stealth strategy. They must be trying to divide our strength with simultaneous attacks. The fools, it's obvious. The only thing they're after is that creature. Which is, it reminds me of, like, uh, in video games, when people, like, are going in trying to do the stealth attack, and then suddenly, boom. All your base are belong to us. They're clobbering everyone to get through. Okay, so next page. Um, Hattori is like, I'll show them what a real ninja can do. He does a jump off the roof, which for some reason they say spin as the sound effect there. Yeah, I I was really confused by this because I, I don't know if, um, is he just suspended in the air? But I think he's in the middle of doing a somersault. I guess so, but like, like- he was, he just launched himself and he's coming down and he's going to like... Turn on some more because that's why it says spin, but that's not a sound effect. So well, well, here this is this is what I thought, and Josh might not have a lot of context for this, but I'm I'm going to try to keep this as vague as I possibly can. But uh, see, what I thought he was doing, Nada, was I thought maybe he was using um wires. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought he was using because it it doesn't look like he just jumped off the roof. Like no, no, I have context to offer. So. <clears throat> I am actually a professional ninja YouTube watcher, so oh, I watch yeah? I watch professional ninjas on YouTube. That sounds really hard, Josh. I don't know if I can ever do that. Well, sometimes I I'm starting to develop hemorrhoids, so oh, um, that's a, that's a shame. I'm sorry, Josh. I've been moonbathing. It's it's been getting better, but you know the moon keeps getting closer and closer every night. So uh, so 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 that's why your podcast has been on hiatus, right? The moon is coming from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you say my podcast has been on hiatus or hyenas? So. <laughs> Literally, what's happening is, like, to be fair, like, yeah, it looks, like, really motionless. He could have added some speed lines, and that would have made things. But um, he is in the right position that if he is to start spinning, because his arms are tucked and his feet are close together, and he's kind of bending his knees a little bit, he's in the right position that, you know how, like, if you jump and you were to spin, and he would land backwards kind of facing the roof that he jumped off of? Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of makes sense. Now, spin is not a sound effect, and there are no speed lines. So, like... It makes sense. But there probably was a sound effect that did match it oh, in Japanese. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, the automatopoeia, like, you know, obviously you have nya means meow or whatever. You know, I, I totally get that. So, I mean, if they're trying to go for that spin and you're, and you're hearing or whatever spinning sound is, I sounded more like a toilet. But those spin too. So, you know, I know I have hemorrhoids. So, disclaimer, yeah. Josh does not actually have hemorrhoids. Yeah, but I, I just... I I think I'm starting to kind of understand where you're coming from with uh with how all with your complaints about how all this is drawn and framed because the the more I look at this particular panel yeah it's sort of confusing as to like what exactly is happening even with the sound effect well especially with the sound the sound effect is the problem because it says spin and we have no idea it's like is he spinning why the so I mean this could be Viz's fault maybe he's just freaking jumping I mean like but the thing is. It says spin. 
Ben. I don't know. Like you know, let's 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 Beyblade. I don't know. Um. But anyway, let's let's continue, Nada. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. So he's jumped off the roof, and then he disappears, and everyone's going, "Shoot, where they go? Leave no stone unturned." And no one notices this uh, brick wall that suddenly appeared as. Um, I guess it was Sachan who put that there as their ninja hiding spot, and then, but they all can't fit behind there because they don't want to be close to each other, and they keep pushing each other out. And um, someone's like, so "Why did you make it look like brick? You think this is New York?" And I think that's like one of two times that New York is mentioned in Gintama. Yeah, that's that's true. The other time is when Okita goes to New York. It's very random. Yeah, it's like super random. It's pretty good, actually. Is New York taken over by by Amanto as well? Or? We never we never find out. It's just like Okita like has is like saying, "Oh yes, I got that sword. The sword the time I was in New York." Yeah, huh. and it's supposed to, and, and it's like a pretty woman reference or something weird like that. I don't know. Yeah, there's a few like really weird American references like later on when they're like, "I would recognize you anywhere with your Idaho accent." <laughs> <laughs> and and then and then like again at one point I think references Inception just out of nowhere. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like Kintama within Kintama. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so they've just made this brick wall that looks like New York with graffiti all over it, and uh, what you call it? Okay, so Gin- Toki doesn't want Sachan behind there because she stinks of Noddle, and but she likes him abusing her, and so they're all worrying about suddenly um, Kagura asks where Zura is, where Curry Ninja is, and they look out and they go, "Zura, what are you doing, idiot?" He goes, "I'm not Zura, I'm Pine." So, which is um, Zura Jadai Matsudes? No, no, it's um, Zura Jadai Matsuda. Matsuda, right? Yeah, 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 because Matsuda is. Wood, right? Or pine or something like uh, that. Pine, specifically, yeah. Okay. Matsu. But, okay, but Katsura is another type of tree. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. My Nihongo is not powerful enough. Nada, I learn so much whenever I have you on. Um, you need anyways, to say that sentence in Japanese, Colton. Uh, no. So, anyway, we move on to the next page, and um, we we see uh, uh, basically... Okay, they- but what, what was the soul in you-know-what? Oh, um... Why was it so swollen? Oh, no, no. I, I, I think Gin is supposed to... He's, I think he's trying to say something like, Oh, you look like as much of a tree as my swollen you-know-what. Come on, I, I think we all know what he's referring to, right, guys? I, I don't. What is he referring to, Colton? <laughs> well, you see, Josh, when, when a mommy and a daddy love each other very much... Um, but my mommy and daddy don't love each other very much. Oh, well, then... Um, I think okay, so in- Gintoki's just talking about his dick. Yes, th- thank you, oh, Nada. I, oh. I really I really wanted to be PG-13, but, you know, we just we can't avoid that. Can't avoid the dick. Oh, we already had the porno magazines. This is true. I'm totally lying. I don't, I don't give a shit about what we say on this show. Unless I have to edit it. Um, <laughs> 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 um, but anyway, so we go to the next page, and they... They spot uh, Elizabeth being carried off by two of the guards, and Katsura, you know, letting his love for Elizabeth wash over him like, uh, like, uh, um, uh, like Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, and Heath Heath Ledger. Yes, uh, he runs off after Elizabeth, and basically they're like, "Oh, Katsura, wait, c- get back here!" But all the guards spot 
Katsura running after Elizabeth, and they all find out where they are. And I, <laughs> one of the guards is like, hey, there's that wall there, huh? It looks like it's part of New York or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, they all basically charge after uh, Katsura, and uh, Katsura is just kicking people, I guess. He's he's uh, he's uh, he's uh, fighting people off, and uh, they're all basically annoyed with him. And <laughs> Katra's like, "Everyone, it's okay. Stick with me, and, and you'll be just fine." And Gin's like, "You're the one who got us into this. Shut up." And um, Kagura is worrying about her overflowing curry, and everybody's like, or Shipachi's like, "Just will you just put the curry down and like fight, please, like a real ninja." Uh, Sachan is a little worried about. Uh, about their situation and, you know, whether they're going to get out. And uh, Shinpachi asks Sachan, oh, hey, do you, do you have anything on you that can help us? And um, Sachan is basically like, oh, leave it to me. Uh, uh, they they call them star nails in the Viz translation, but we all know that they're caltrops. Yeah. Star and nails. Is that yeah, another I World was wondering War II? They- <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, basically she's like, oh, I'll just, I'll just get some of these and and uh, drop them there, and oh, I tripped. And uh, she just drops a bunch of them and almost gets Gin and Shinpachi because she's a klutz. Um, but uh, what happens after that, Josh? Well, they sit there and they're like, oh, crap. So obviously, you know, no one wants to walk in the caltrops. So they're literally sitting there. They can't cross the caltrops, but at the same time, because Sachan is tripped, they're kind of surrounded themselves by, by caltrops, right? Essentially, yeah. Yeah, we go to the next panel, and uh, Shimpachi is exclaiming that um, basically, even though they're quote unquote saved, they're still. He basically comments on the situation that they're safe for right now, and then that kind of gets juxtaposed with uh, with Sachan having one of these uh-uh, star nails stuck like right smack dab in the middle of her forehead because she tripped and so um <laughs> i actually think this is a pretty good idea personally but uh gintoki and and uh kagura start picking them up and throwing them at the guards <laughs> yeah i wasn't quite sure why shimpachi was down on that he, well, he's, he's like well that's not how they're supposed to work and you know how shimpachi is he's gotta be a stickler for the rules but i'm <laughs> that, thinking like that's... that's that's brilliant though you throw them worst case scenario they hit and fall down and now they're surrounded by them it's just like spikes and pokemon I just, I just love how petty they are. Just like, you take that, take that. <laughs> and I just, it's oh, probably I thought it was the- funny because typically, you know, the ninja thing to do would be drop them and leave. The idea is to create a barrier so you can get away. But they're like, no, we're going to turn this into an active weapon. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like Gintoki and Kagura. They just do things together. They're so like on the same wavelength. In, in many ways. Honestly, this was probably one of my favorite gags of the of the entire arc. Honestly, it's so good. <laughs> that was funny. I, I laughed really hard when I saw that. Me too. Um, it, it's it's funnier in the anime though. Again, cutting corners uh, or, or skipping ahead, I should say, skipping ahead. Um, you know, it, it's funnier to watch them actually move and throw the caltrops. You know, yeah. So, <laughs> especially with the limited animation, exactly. So, long story short, is they finally, you know, they they we do a nice panel. Uh, transition to the actual opening of of the building where we need to be to we can only assume and we we're sitting there and it's like okay yeah we're pretty sure this is where they took elizabeth and sachan is like well wait a second something's not right here and you know and they start wondering you know is this a trap or did we lose them you know and they're like well the best way to beat a trap is to spring the trap 
So they're saying, you know, what's the worst that can happen? And that's when something bad happens. Oh, wow. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming after. I, I waited for dramatic effect. But anyway, um, the door closes behind them like, ah, shit, it is a trap. Um, it's not a trap. So it's on a locked door. <laughs> it's on a locked door. Oh, yeah. Not as right. Now, this is the bit where I like the manga better. For some reason, they like cut this entire gag, but uh, this just shows how Katsura and Gintoki get together, and they, they're kind of like, when they're like both acting like this, this is my favorite dynamic between them. When they're both kind of bullshitting it. Yeah, they're both bullshitting it, and they're like, this is how they've got so far in life. <laughs> they just like push through everything and don't acknowledge it. Well, what I really thought was funny out of this whole thing, so I'll be honest, like it's just kind of like a couple panels of people sitting and talking. Um, and it's it's framed just fine, like not a problem. But what gets me um, kind of, you know, got a chuckle out of me was when Gintoki says, yeah, I should get an auto lock door. But Katsura says, you know, like, yeah, I should get one on my front door. And then I've on my already bathroom. got one on my... Yeah, exactly. So and That's, that's my favorite said, yeah. line that they leave out of the anime. Exactly. I already have one. You're right. I already have one, even on my bathroom. So obviously Katsura has quite the uh, the problem with Elizabeth walking in on him in ka- in his <clears throat> Katsura time. So, <laughs> you know, cause it's he's not like n- Katsura actually has a permanent house. Well, yeah, to be fair. So all of, all of a sudden this... Uh, this scroll TV, like, oh, wait, no, no, no. So here's the thing. I wasn't quite sure. Is the scroll peeling up and there's a TV? Behind it, kind of, it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I couldn't tell if, like, something was kind of... Well, it's I guess like that it's makes supposed sense. to look like it's there was a scroll there, and then it reveals there was actually a TV underneath it. Okay, that makes sense. Josh, I don't blame you. I, I thought, like, for a second, I thought, like, the TV was, like, scrolling down <laughs> yeah no that's what i thought too but now that i really look at it and you say that's like well yeah you know like i can't accept anything other than the scroll was going up you know but i don't know what I only does get... veen mean veen is you know veen. you know it, it, but it's... i thought the sound effect was well the, both sound and then effects the person saying veen no, no, yeah, the, <laughs> i think the veen is supposed to be like the tv turning on yeah that could okay. be it okay that makes more sense Sound effects are tough in English. So any of our <laughs> Japanese listeners who are making fun is like, ha 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 ha, wa kater nai. Ha ha ha, baka Or as it was Katsura says later, ha ha, you made a funny American joke. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the reason that kind of confused me is like, I'm looking at the TV and you, and, and we cut a couple head to, you know, obviously you have the magistrate. He's, he's doing the typical magistrate. He's fanning himself like, oh, you'll never be able to save them. Blah, 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 blah. You heroes are, are, are faded mood. Muda, and what ends up happening is Gintoki and Katsura both hit the TV, and it looks like the TV is coming off the wall. But now that I look at it, it's like I think it's in a little niche. Exactly, yeah. Maybe it's it's either it's either carved into the wall, or maybe that's like some stainless steel around it. It's supposed to be holy. It just it threw me off. Small complaints, but like it, it was enough that just reading this, I'm looking at it again. And I'm seeing it now, but I mean, anyway, just small stuff. But, you know, no, I didn't get the interesting pages, guys. I'm sorry. No analysis. <laughs> uh, but what happens on the next page, Nada? Uh, yeah, so they become, like, really uh, obsessed with not having um, the other people with them here that the magistrate says they're trapped because they are not trapped. And they're not going to let it be revealed that they're trapped. So, like, he was going to say trap, was it? He was going to say track. Yes, sir, we're on track. 
<laughs> and so the magistrate um, gets breaking the fourth wall. He's like, I've got four pages of speech to read here. The least you can do is to listen. I mean, who smashes the TV when his nemesis is about to reveal why he caught him in a trap? And then they smash it again. Is that another TV? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I, I love, I love how he has like multiple TVs <laughs> all underneath all these scrolls. Yeah, it's it's like he planned ahead. Oh yeah. So okay, so they become like suspenseful, isn't it? Maybe it was going to be trash this time. Um, and Kagura's like, "Can we just get out of here?" And uh, Sachan is like, "Okay, we're caught. We have to keep going." Okay, so so hold on. I just want to point out something in that panel. You can see Kagura has her umbrella taped to her back, but. I don't think she uses it at all, this arc. Yeah, because she's being a curry ninja. So why does she have it in the first place? It's just part of her identity. Sure, I guess. I, I just I just realized that now. That's I just thought that was kind of How's it attached to her? Okay, look in the arc. Look down there. How's it attached to her? Um, I mean, to be fair, there's probably a strap. Magnets. So, Duh. Hammer space. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't Anyways, any a battering ram comes and goes, Whoo! Yes. Battering ram. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's made out of owls. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might have been the funniest thing I've ever said on this podcast. Please continue not. <laughs> I, thought, I thought the log okay. was asking, like, who was at the door. Like, who are you? Who and are then you? Uh, Gintoki and uh, Katsura turn their heads around, twick, and stop the battering ram. That's... K-dong... <laughs> like, why do they stop it with, like, I see they have their swords. Or is it Kung? King Kong, sorry. <laughs> is that a D or, maybe it's Ng. You know what, I, I kind of I want to just have an episode of the podcast kuk, where, kuk, like, kuk. Where, where, like, Nada just reads the sound effects and nothing else. Quash! <laughs> like, 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 me and Josh are on the show, too, but we, like, introduce ourselves and then just let Nada just read sound effects for, like, three hours. <laughs> That's the third. That's the third Gintama manga cast, right? Or the third Gintama podcast. So, so G- Ginta sound effects cast. Let's, okay. Let's make it happen. Gintamanapia. Oh, okay. oh, that's good. That's good, Josh. This is this is why you're the podcaster. That's right, right? So yes. Gintoki and Katsura save everyone. They show off how they're serious samurai. Which I, I'm sorry, I, I I hate to keep interrupting. Which, by the way, that's that's kind of cool. Like. They yeah. just they just stopped like a giant piece of wood with only their swords. Like these guys are strong. And it's like they work in unison too, like whew. Yeah, that's Anyways, yeah, so you get this like they're being absolute idiots and then you get like, a cool moment from them. Then they go right back to being idiots. Woo, good thing we're not caught in a trap, huh? Damn straight, we're not dumb enough to get caught in any trap. Y- yeah, you know, this is a it's a practical joke. <laughs> and and while and they they have this exchange while they're while they're running through like twelve million different traps, and they just they keep trying to convince everybody and themselves that you know we 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 know that uh, jokes could be a great way to release tension. And Gin's like, yeah, sure, that's that's why we're playing along. Oh man, this is so fun. And Katsura goes on about how you know this is this is such good practice for for our young friends here. They 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 get to experience what it might be like, even if they're even if if uh. God, I can't talk. They get to experience what it might be like if they ever got caught in the trap. But but good thing this isn't a trap, right, Gin? Yeah, th- that's that's right, Katsura or Zura. Uh, you know, th- this this will this will give them experience. This will help them grow as warriors. You know, like us who who never get caught in traps. 
Just, just like we and planned. And this was the part that was left out in the anime, probably because they didn't have the time and the money. Uh, and if yeah. they had animated them actually like fighting their way through traps while talking, it would have been perfect. I was actually kind of surprised to uh, to see that this was uh, omitted from the anime because I think this would have been this would have been some great material to see animated. Yeah, but they spent all the animation budget on the fight with Hanzo, so I'm actually yeah, exactly. that's yeah. true. That and. Um, that and like this is another one of those weird thing uh this is one of those weird things where like uh i feel like i feel like there's probably a reason they couldn't that they probably omitted this scene well it would have been a lot of action well no no i can tell you how they would have animated it in gintama fashion it would have been <laughs> one fa- you know it would have been one shot a quick zoom out and then it'd be like, you see the the trap in the background, and then Gintoki in the foreground saying, Ha, oh, this trap can never beat me! And then the next one would be like another one with Katsuda, and it'd be a quick zoom out, and that one would be like, Ha, oh, yeah, these traps are too amateurish or whatever. It'd be like done in like one, two, three. Just three shots. And that would imply yeah, that I they're... still would have loved to hear the voice actors do it, though. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, see, I was, I was going to say, I think it might have been poss- also possibly because of uh, time constraints. Yeah the way that they decided to do that instead of making it two episodes it was towards the end of a season well yeah that and um i I feel like things just kind of like fell into place what with like you know the the first like like the last four minutes of the previous episode being the start of this arc and all that kind of stuff and i i feel like like i said things probably just kind of fell into place and it just so happened oh they needed to cut something yeah they needed to cut something um but anyway, so basically, they get through all the traps, and Sachan, Sach- uh, Sachan, and Shinpachi and Kagura all clap because they're impressed, <laughs> and um, and they're just basically Gin and, and Zura are just like, man, you know th- that was nothing. That was that was that was that was nothing at all. And then the ceiling comes down on them and tries to crush them, but uh, you know th- they're still hesitant to admit that they're trapped. Because they're basically like, oh man, this is, this is just, this is a joke. <laughs> just a prank, bro, just a prank. <laughs> and basically the rest of them are just like, these guys are something, you know, these guys are just, they're so amazing. It's, it's just. But their faces man. do not look impressed. No, not at all. So especially- it's like deadpan. These guys are something. Especially Kagura, who has, who always, I think, has the best deadpan expressions. Yeah, and Shinpachi is like 100% deadpan unless he's screaming. Pretty much. And then uh, what happens after that, Josh? <sighs> Some more interesting panels for me. They get, uh, the, you know, obviously they're being watched on this monitor relay or whatever. There are tons of these different screens and got like three or four dudes at the controls and behind them you have you know the big bad uh, magistrate and he's basically like, huh, I, I didn't think they'd get this far, you know, whatever, right? And, you know, kind of everyone but the magistrate is, you know, a little worried because obviously they expect the traps to finish them off. And the magistrate's like, well, don't worry, we still have that last room. And he's like, which is where they should have started. (laughs) (laughs) He's an evil overlord. Yeah, probably. Um, but uh, he, you know, he's got his, he's got a very smug look. He's got his, uh, his paper fan there, or I suppose it doesn't have to be paper, but he's got his, his, his fan kind of resting on the shoulder, kind of giggling to himself, thinking he's such uh, the bee's knees. And then we get a panel of cutting to that final room 
where the uh, the odd jobs plus Zuda walk in. And so uh, Gintoki is kind of, okay, you know, where are we? We have this big empty room. And then we get another panel where it's Elizabeth tied to a pole. And so doing the natural thing, Zuda rushes over. He's like, oh, Elizabeth, I'm here to save you. And then, of course, Sachan, being the ninja, says, wait, it might be a... And, of course, we can't finish that sentence. But Katsura stops, looks, and then she explodes, she being Elizabeth or uh, he, uh, explodes into thousands of shuriken, uh, ninja star, or kunai, sorry, yes, that's right, explodes into thousands of kunai. Um, Just, I actually really impressed with that panel. Just the, yeah, the liquidation effects that are on. Yeah, it actually looks really cool. Exactly. Like, you can, so like, here's the thing, there is a focus point and you can feel where the energy is coming from. The vanishing point is actually going to be Elizabeth herself or just behind Elizabeth. And so what ends up happening is all the speed lines, all the kunai are spitting out from this one location. And Katsuda's kind of there, you know, it doesn't look really look like he's Keeping on his it. feet. Yeah, exactly. And then it cuts away from that, but that's a very high energy panel is what I'm trying to say is that there's, it's very easy to track where everything is. And the speed lines are only in the upper left, sorry, upper right and lower left versus where Zuda is in the upper left. And Elizabeth is kind of hugging towards the bottom, right? Not quite. She needs to be a little bit more centrist. That way we can show some of the kunai spray. But basically what I'm trying to say is it has a natural flow to it of thirds where you're going to, you're kind of making a circular motion um, with your eye. So you end up looking at the whole entire frame. It feels very impactful. There's a lot of energy. It's a very, very, very good panel. Um, cuts away to that, and you see that the odd jobs have all ducked down. Odd jobs plus Sachan um, have all ducked, and all these kunai have hit the wall and made all these holes in it. And Katsuda is kind of like, oh no, Elizabeth. And he's kind of, you know, shit, is she dead? Like, what's going on here? There's no Elizabeth here, and he's throwing off the uh, the um, holes, hold Elizabeth costume. He's going, wait, and who, that makes who, the sound. Who of- is? Zenzel. Yes. Okay, okay, so he's throwing off the sheet, and it goes, Ruck! <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's clearly you have to roll the R's. Ruck. Ruck. It's, it's, it's a Spanish sound effect. It's a Spanish Ruck. Elizabeth. Okay. <laughs> All right, so they're going, what? You? And then, okay, it's like, hey, 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 it's been a while, Ayami, Sir Toby. And then they're like, Sachin, you know this guy? And then she explains him and says that he's the... I mean, she introduces him and says he's a former soldier, the only Wabanshu, the most feared of all those elite guards for his ninja skills. So the only Wabanshu? Uh, do we, have you talked about them before on the show? Um, yeah, they were they were mentioned in the um, in the chapter where uh, Matsudaira and Kondo are on their way to see the Tendoshu. So we we know who the only Wabanshu are at this point. Okay, yeah. So, but I mean, historically, they were the. Um, g- a private guards of the shogun and also like his spies who would go and check out things. Yes. And th- th- anyways, okay. So, um, so Sachin wants to know why he's here and he's like, I've gone freelance working for the big man here. See, <laughs> which I, I never quite understand this Zenzel's financial situation in Kintama because he always seems like he has quite a bit of money, but he does these dumb jobs. Just enough to buy jump. Yeah, jump. He's probably like, just bored. He has a pizza delivery service later that he's working for. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was just like during his father's lifetime, like he only got like a 
uh, what do you call it? An allowance, and so like he's picked up these frugal living skills. Yeah, probably. Because later on, like he's like a slum landlord, and he's got like lots of money from that. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hattori's wife is uh kind of interesting. We don't get too much of that, unfortunately. And he has this big house then that they go to one time. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I guess that he was the guy who was phoning Sachan to ask her if she wanted to take on the job earlier. Hmm, okay. That's why I'm just guessing. Okay, so it was he's like, I hate to kill you, Sir Toby. She's like, well, I hate to die. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Okay, wh- wh- they were like, what the hell is this gold ninja spy force anyway? A TV show? Anyway, no amateur ninja could have a chance against us. Not even if you were samurai, because, of course, ninja can beat up samurai. It is the rule of rock, paper, scissors in Japan. Yeah. Because we're the Shinobi Five. Mm. So, yeah, which is just as lame as Go Ninja. Yeah, you see all these um, uh, figures cloaked in black, and uh, Hattori actually looks kind of menacing here. He does kind of like... He does kind of a evil head tilt there. Yeah, mm. like, Hattori comes off as menacing, and then it goes downhill. <laughs> yeah. Just like everybody in Gintama. So that's the end of the chapter. Yep, that's uh, that's chapter 68. Uh, I thought this chapter was a lot funnier than the last one, somehow. <laughs> it, it, yeah, and it was, and there was lots of um, good, like, uh, action scenes. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. Uh, Josh, do you have any general thoughts? Um, the beginning, I thought it started off really cool when they're introducing them. So like all the way up to like page six, um, I thought we kind of wandered a little bit into that useless paneling territory a little bit where you kind of get these weird small panels where it's like, okay, they're talking, the jokes are kind of wordy. And I say wordy, not in the sense of, oh, there's so much to read, but meaning the jokes have to be read. There's not a visual gag to them. Yeah. Which I would like to see a little bit more visual humor. I believe that's a better type of humor, especially for something like manga. But I mean, I mean that's fair. But I like the New York t- Wall stuff can only happen in words, you know. And, oh yeah, but I, but I was sorry, but I was gonna say like you know, it's not like Intama doesn't have any visual humor. It's just oh no no, I was just about to draw a comparison to that. For for example, which joke do you think is funnier, the one with the wall from New York or the one where Gintoki plants his uh, heel right in the guy's butt crack? The New York Wall. The New York Wall is so memorable. See, I don't know. I kind of like both jokes, though. Because it's, it does look... There's a visual component to that joke, though. Yeah. No, I'm gonna... No, no, see. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the Gintama fan of taste and say that the butthole joke is much better. <laughs> the tasteful butthole joke. Because it has the sound effect of boot. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it does. So, so essentially what you're saying is you're being the, you know, the actual normal Gintama fan. <laughs> No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm the asshole that replaces the Gintama fan. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. We we did make that. We we did establish that. My That's bad. right. That's right. Now, whenever, whenever I get introduced on the show, I, I demand that that's part of it. <laughs> we substituted this Gintama fan for this asshole. Yeah, just like start the show like, hey, everybody, this is Life Lessons. Uh, I wanted to get somebody on the show, but uh, I couldn't find anybody, so I got this asshole Josh here. Exactly, exactly. But no, like all the introductions I thought were really cool, very, very stylized. I really enjoyed those. I enjoyed the joke of throwing the caltrops, but again, that was another visual joke. I didn't really care much. I'm glad they kind of cut the smashing the TVs because I feel like they use the exact same panel. Like the exact same. Like <laughs> I, I, I'm flipping through them right now. They look the same. I mean, that's fine. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, maybe that's part of the joke, right? But um, 
I don't know. Like, yeah, it just, it's like we're doing going doing the same thing over and over again. Exactly. And I get that. That's fine. You know, repetition can be hilarious too. But I just, I don't know. Like, after coming off that last chapter where some of the paneling felt like, you know, a rushed week-to-week series, I was like, eh, you know, but uh, that was not a Peter Griffin laugh. But long story short is... Um, I think it pulls itself back together by the end when, you know, you have Honzo or uh, Zenzo rather. Zenzo. I keep saying Honzo because of, you know. The, That's the, his ancestor. Right, right, right. You have Zenzo pulling off the, the cloak, you know, really great shot. Or when, you know, Elizabeth is, is being torn up, another really great shot. You know, so there's a lot of really good parts in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also like a very strong level of mediocrity I feel in the middle as well. So it's like, you know, it's getting there. It's getting there. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you the thing is, as a current Kuntama fan who's uh, reading like the chapters as they come out, the art has progressed so much that it's almost like when you're looking at this back then, you you kind of like give it a break just because it's like, oh, that's back when everything looks shitty. Yeah. Because I mean, c- compare in the long run, this is still some pretty early stuff, but I mean, yeah. I'm. That's that's not to say that you know your your opinions aren't valid. No, it's I, I just do, that I don't yeah. think about that so much because I'm not looking for exactly. it to look that great. It is really it is really interesting, like covering especially uh, not not just for Nada but for me, you know, uh, doing this podcast and reading Gintama currently week to week. It is um, it I do get a bit of future shock every once in a while where. You know, I'll spend a month reading Gintama as it comes out or whatever, and then I'll go back to doing this podcast where, you know, I cover older material, and it's like, whoa, Sirachi is so much better nowadays. <laughs> it's 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 just it's just really funny to compare back or look at back and forth. Well, one thing that I'm noticing is that specifically, you know, I kind of rag I was ragging on the anime not too long ago, right? It's like, hey, you know, this kind of looks really rough. And, um, or recently, man, man, I, the, the, the anime is on a, a cup noodle budget. Ugh. Yeah. Quite literally cup noodle budget. Um, that's <laughs> a, that's a, that's a quote from me, but, uh, long story short is I'm looking at some of the source material and I'm wondering, well, shit, like how much are they really given with, you know, like they have to animate some of this stuff and obviously they cut it because of time constraints and having to finish the story. Um, but you know, I'm looking at some of these panels I'm saying, well, they actually you know, given the source material, they actually did a decent job. You know, it's just some of the source material itself is a little bit lackluster in Mm -hmm. its paneling. So, I mean, it's not like the art looks bad. I don't think the art looks bad. It's, it's definitely fine. Uh, some of the stuff that bugs me is, is the, the layout. I think the layout could have been a little bit more polished, but then again, you do have to remember this is what, not even episode one, you know, an episode, sorry, this is uh, chapter 68 you know, so we haven't even gotten to a hundred yet. I mean, like if you do the same thing for Naruto or Bleach or anything, obviously it's going to be much different. They haven't gotten into the hang of it, and once they get into the groove, then they can start being adventurous. So, yeah, that, that's about that's about a year and whew, I want to yeah, say exactly. He's only been doing a year and uh, like a, a little a little over a months? year, like fifteen I, months I, here. I've like not not even a yeah, not so even a year and a half. What about fifty? 50, fifty chapters. If fifty chapters, yeah. So just yeah. a year and a yeah. So eighteen divided by four, that's about four months, four and a half months. So this has been going on for about sixteen, almost seventeen months here if you consider breaks. You mm-hmm. know, I'm talking breaks as in holidays. And then I I also think like the teamwork between the 
manga artist and his um assistants assistants i think also becomes really important and they probably establish how to go about that mm. as they continue yeah so essentially sirachi isn't perfect by no stretch of the imagination at this point in his art like he's not a bad artist but you know he's he ha- he hasn't really been drawing manga professionally for too long at this point not it like this isn't even like 2 years worth of material yet Exactly. So, I mean, it is very, very early. It feels much longer uh, when you read, you know, eight volumes, but, you know. Yeah, a lot a lot of stuff happens um, in between the beginning and now, when you really think about it. Yeah. Like, it, feel, it feels like a lot has happened. Mm. I can only imagine, because it feels, I feel like a lot has already happened, because I'm on episode, you know, 48, 50, somewhere around there, right? And yeah. uh, it feels like I've seen a lot of Gintama, but you know you have to remember. You, you know. really, you really have to get to episode fifty-one. When I, I do. heard them when I heard you on the podcast, and you were like, "I want to, sh- I want a um, show where this Gintoki has a baby," and it's like, "Oh, for heaven's sakes, keep going." <laughs> That's in episode fifty-one. That's episode fifty-one. Yeah, remember when when Josh when you were like, "Oh, Gintoki has a kid." I'm calling it, and Doc was like, "Oh yeah, just watch episode fifty-one." And you were like, "Wait, is that a is that a real thing?" And we were and we were both like, oh, "I don't know. Go watch episode fifty-one." See, that's the thing is because you guys wouldn't tell me. It's a real thing. Go watch episode fifty-one. <sighs> see, <laughs> see, listeners, this is what happens: is Colton tricks me on the show so that way I'll keep going with Kintama. It's like Josh, Josh, I need you on the show, so you need to you need to listen to this, or you need to watch that, or whatever. It's like, <sighs> yeah, this this is what I do: is I I have you on with other guests so we could badger you together about how you're not watching Kintama quick. And enough. the thing that gets me upset is it works, <laughs> and it works. And that's the thing. It's like you know what? I'll get done with this and be like, yeah, I should watch more Kintama. Which episode are you on now? Like forty-eight, or I think I might have finished forty-eight. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, you you stopped right before he he stopped right before forty-nine. Unfortunately, hey, I had to push through a lot of those episodes. Yeah, I know, I know. But he hasn't seen the gambling episode yet, which comes right afterwards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to. Yeah, I, I I'm ready for the gambling episode. I don't like that episode. I I thought I thought it was okay. It's it's um they, if I recall correctly they were trying to promote another show. Well, no, not they were promoting it. It's the it's anime. The anime specifically is a parody of another show, whereas the manga is actually completely different. Yeah, but it was coming on that week, so it's like they were like, "So we want you to watch this." It was like I think there was a promotion involved. Was it really? Huh. Yeah. If there if there was, I this is the first time I've heard about it. Okay, well, maybe I'll have to rewatch it, but... It was an inside job. <laughs> it was like, and watch this anime. Doesn't it say at the end, and watch this show at 4 o'clock every Wednesday? I haven't I haven't seen that episode in probably years at this point. I'd have to rewatch it again. Yeah. Which reminds me, I need to start watching Akagi before I record that episode. Yeah, and you know what? It's like, it's the one with the Mahjong, right? And yeah. I have no idea about what Mahjong is about. It was so boring. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I'm sorry. I know. I know we're supposed to be talking about Go Ninja, but if I could just say really quick, I I think I think the episode's okay, and I do agree with Nada. Yeah, the Mahjong stuff. If you have no idea how to play Mahjong, yeah, it kind of goes over your head. But I still think there's some good bits in there here and there. Well, that's not true because like I watched all of. Well, I didn't watch. I read a lot of Hikaru no Go, and I just thought it was the rules of Connect Four, and I got along fine. <laughs> um. But anyway, so I don't know. I I think we all like this chapter, right? For the most part. I don't know about Josh. Uh, this is a step up. Yeah. 
I just electrocuted myself. Oh, don't do that on a podcast. Oh, are you are you okay now? Are you still recording? Oh uh, yeah, no, no. I just did it what, like wow, two minutes Josh. ago. <laughs> wow, that that was horrible. No, I just electrocuted I, myself. Oh, oh my god, no. Are you are you still like recording? Three minutes ago. I just want to make sure it didn't short the audio file. <laughs> god, at least I asked her if she was okay, Josh. Hey, hey. I have to be the real Gintama fan. Oh, okay, you're right. Um, okay, we all like this chapter. Josh has nitpicks, but w- when doesn't he? I'm sorry, Josh. I like the I like the cockroach one. Okay, so we should just go on to the next chapter. This is the manga recap for Chapter 69. Mom's busy too, so stop complaining about what's for dinner. That, that one's going to be tough to, to, to dissect. I'm going to be thinking about that one for a while. Yeah, the, the, there is a lot of meaning in that chapter tab, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. That, that's, that's what the next chapter is Do you think maybe so, it unlocks the ending of Evangelion? No. Okay. That's dumb. Hey, <laughs> uh, so, Nada, um... Would you like to start off the chapter for us, since um, I, I figured you'd be the best person to kind of help guide us through uh, what all these references are that uh, that apparently Viz expects people to get? Yeah, there's not even any... Um, you'd think there'd be like a translator note or something here. Nah, translator's notes are very muda muda. The, see, that's the thing. Viz usually doesn't do a lot of that. That's that's the kind of stuff that, like, oh, there was there was one publisher over here that did a lot of that. It was uh, it was whoever put out School Rumble. I think it was Del Rey, either Del Rey or Yen Press. I forget which. It was one of those. My my point is, there are other manga publishers that do cliff notes yeah, or translation notes. I guess. If but. I okay, so yeah, I'll just introduce it. Um, these four ninjas show up and they announce who they are, and each one of them compares themselves to. Um, they're called Tenbu, uh, and the another word you would know for them is devas, and in Hinduism, and um, I mean in Buddhism, they come from Hindu deities, and the idea is that the Hindu deities became Buddhist, and then they defend, like, the Buddha and defend Buddhism, and so there's a whole bunch of them they're called, that are called Tenbu Heavenly Beings, and here they're in, they're comparing each other, themselves to one each, and um, yeah, so you would think that they would, okay, so he goes, I am Go, swift as Edith Idaten, you would think that they would say, like, God of whatever underneath it, and that would be a good way to do it, but they don't, so going to what they these actually are each of those like each of the gods that they mention well they're not exactly gods but we can call them gods it's fine translation to english each of the gods they mentioned has one of those um uh what do you call it has one of those uh qualities so the first one he says is he's as fast as idaten and the thing about idaten was that he chased let me see here i've actually got right in front of me. He's often portrayed as extremely fast because he chased after someone who stole Buddha's something or another. Um, hmm, interesting. He stole Buddha's mojo. Probably. 
he is a great runner, and wherever there's trouble, he is instantly found there. Hmm, okay. So he's kind of like Mercury slash Loki. He's he's Lokuri. Oh yeah, okay, so he has a close relationship with relics because of the story that while guarding the Buddha's ashes, a demon tried to steal them, and Idaten chased the demon away and retrieved the ashes. Oh, so he's a good guy. Yeah. Oh, they're all good guys. Yeah, they're all comparing themselves to, like, the defenders of the Buddha. Um, Yeah, so Go is, he's as fast as the fast god. Um, The next one is Shuwa, mighty as Bisha Monten. Bisha Monten, mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've come across him a few times. He's like samurai. Or really, he's a warrior god. The samurai are really um, often have uh, devotion to Bishamonten, um, including uh, who's the guy? Um, Takeda Shingen back in the Sengoku. I don't know if either of you know him. No, I, I, I'm aware. Uh, yeah, we used to share drinks and stuff. He's he was a pretty good bloke. <laughs> He was the the Buddhist monk warrior. He's like the guy who never married, and like there's like theories that he was a girl. Hmm. Okay. So anyway, so B- B- this guy's mighty as Bisha Monten. So Bisha Monten was a warrior. So this guy, the next guy, so she was saying he's as mighty as him. And then the next he looks one, just like Terminator. Yeah. The next yeah, one is he's literally got that. He's literally got that same haircut and like the sunglasses. It's pretty great. Yeah. So whenever I read his lines, it's like. It's like, yeah, I am sure, mighty as Bishamontan. Okay. Um, and then there's Kaoru, um, who is, says she's as versatile as Ben Zaiten. And, um, so Ben Zaiten, who's also sometimes called Benten, um, is a, a kind of a female goddess, but she's also the goddess of like the most forms. Um, and she's also a river goddess originally. So she's as versatile. She can like be changing shapes and things. Um, which is funny because like Kaoru doesn't do anything like that in Gintama. Well, I think it's funny because Ben 10 was a cartoon where this dude changed. He had a watch. Yeah, and he could ta- he could turn into like ten different aliens or whatever. Exactly. So you said Ben Ten. I couldn't help but giggle. I was like, oh. Oh, so th- yeah. I wonder if that was a reference then on their part if they knew about it. I wonder. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I doubt that, it. That'd be really weird if it was, but probably not. American cartoons teaching the devil's religion. <laughs> <laughs> the last guy, and he. Th- this is this one. It's like a typical. Uh, I think it's just a typical Gintama joke where it's like. They've all got their theme, and the last guy's like, uh, who was I, again? He's like, uh, Matsuo, watchful as, who's that god? So, Komokuten, and uh, just a second, I've got his information here, and he's like a watchful god, as you can guess. Which is which is funny, because he wears glasses. Okay, so yeah, so Komokuten is, um, king of the west, lord of limitless visions, sees through evil, um, member of the Shishitano. Oh, interesting. Okay, so then Hattori shows up, and he says he is as dazzling as Marishiten, who is, and I'm probably pronouncing this all wrong, um, he's one of the 20 celestials, the god of prosperity, the warrior class, and entertainers in Japan. And this one actually comes back later in Gintama, like, um, in which arc? Yeah, I was gonna say, they, they do reference this again, actually, um, during the- During a serious arc, too. Um, it comes back in Shogun Assassination. Um, yeah. He talks about it a lot, and then this big fight happens be- in front of a statue of Marishiten. The um the f- warrior with three heads, and one of them's like a pig. 
Yeah, I remember, um, not to go off too off topic, I remember reading the Shogun assassination arc in the manga, and I remember there is a chapter where, uh, there's, there's a great title page in one chapter with, uh, with Hattori standing in front of said god, and I, I thought it looked pretty cool. Yeah. And it says, anyway, so the reason why it's good, it's a good one for him is it says that it, he was the, became, I mean, it can be sp- as a girl or a boy, like, not, none of these gods are really, have a gender they can switch back and forth but um in the way that they're because they don't really have a gender they're just like being portrayed one way or the other um anyway so um they said that the that mary shaitan was the um patron the tutelary deity of street magicians and entertainers because of the powers of um invisibility mirage illusion so it's a good one for uh for ninja yeah yeah yeah, I mean, we don't get to see a lot. I mean, we've seen it here and there up to this point, but especially later, you know, it's it's pretty clear as we spend more time with Hattori that uh, he's, it, no matter how much of a gag character he is, he's still very good at being a ninja. So that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, well, this is his gag appearance, but okay, so that's, <laughs> and we are the fearless freelancers of fighting the Shinobi Five. Oh boy, more Sentai references. It's great. I love it. With a giant explosion in the background to boot. Yeah, this this is actually a pretty good page. Yeah, cool like cool guys don't look at explosions. <laughs> well, of course not. Normal people don't either. It burns their eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> or, or they're too busy being blown away. <laughs> that too. But if you turn your back to it, you can hold your ground. It's. I'm sure the Mythbusters proved it or something. Probably. Yeah, so they're all standing here in this big fighting hall, and the magistrate is looking down at them and goes, Ha, 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 no, ha, 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 Katsura, <laughs> your time has come at last. Against five master warriors of the Oniwa Banshu, you and your four stooges have no hope. And I like that, that four stooges, that's good um vocalization. <laughs> Anyways, he goes, you will be crushed right before Elizabeth's big cute eyes. And then we have another wall come slamming down. Yeah, big cage kind of divides the room in half. Gin and Sachan are separated from uh, Shinpachi and Katsura and uh, and Kagura. And uh, they essentially are all facing off against uh, certain members of the Shinobi Five. Uh, with with Hattori uh, lunging right at Gin, he makes a callback to their last meeting, you know, the, the, the fated jump battle. Uh, Josh was on that episode, too. I was. I'm fated to follow Hattori around every episode he's mentioned on the podcast. <laughs> and uh, basically, Hattori goes on. He's like, oh, you've ruined the, the, the greatest pleasure in life. And uh, every time I read jump, you know, I, I can't see anything but your face. I, I get so mad that I just I just can't read jump. And Gin is having trouble trying to remember Hattori because, you know, jokes. And it's like, hey, w- wait, oh, um, I don't remember. Oh, you know what? You must be Isamura, you know, the the, the guy that I, I let borrow jump, and, and he never gave it back to me. Uh, c- can you explain that? And Hattori's like, no, that that's not that's not who I am. And uh, he gets mad. And Gin is like, hey, dude, I can't remember faces. I can't remember faces for shit. And uh, they just kind of keep going on. Oh, yeah, here here we go. So, so I like this little exchange. Gin's like, Oh yeah, well, I am really fucking this page up. See, th- this is this is the problem we uh, we we uh, we had a we had a problem with this with the other two manga recaps for those listening. 
where it's like, I can't tell who's talking, except there's only, like, two people on the panel, so now I feel kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, but the flip side um, is also, like... <sighs> okay, but you've got, you got you can read by context. So the person says, you can't mean to say, you forgot me already, must be Hattery, and then you go on. Well, that that's true. That, that That's why I said I feel kind of I feel kind of. And dumb. then Gin has the round speech bubbles in this I was panel. about to say that. Yeah, exactly. The speech bubbles, but, I, I mean, it would help if there were just, like, a little tick something... Yeah, but but anyway, basically they go on, and you know, Hattori's like, "Oh well, you know, if you don't remember my face, then I don't remember yours." And Gin's like, "Well, I guess there's no reason to fight." And Hattori's like, "No, there is because I hate you." <laughs> M- more of that classic Hattori and uh, Gin banter that we got with their last fight. And uh, Sachan is obviously worried about Gin because when is she never worried about Gin? Uh, he's like, "Hey, watch out! You know, Hattori's kind of dangerous," and you know, Karu comes up from behind and uh and then what happens josh um so that's when the doujin starts because he's like in the name of jump and he's like oh i do i know you and they're like oh yes and then they borrow jump and the pages get all sticky so what actually ends up happening (laughs) is that from behind our heroine sachan we get uh what's her name kaoru right yeah yes and uh get a really which means perfume right I think in this case it does, yeah, yeah. Um, because I know I know it, it is a male name as well, so it really depends on the kanji. No, but it means perfume and male name too. Does it? I thought it differed yeah. in kanji. It doesn't like some of the older ones, like uh, in the tale of whatever it is. Genji? You know the guy who goes around and yeah sleeps with all the women. He has a son named Karu, except he's not really a son. It's the son by the other guy who like slept with his wife. Anyway, hmm. wait, wait, wait! This dude who was who was sleeping with all these other girls had a man who slept with that dude's wife. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be like irony. I was about to say that's that's karma at play. Yeah, it is. It's like it's supposed to be like the great moment of karma when he like has to recognize this child that someone else's child as his own. Huh. Oh wow, man! Another reason to read the tale of Genji. But um, so Kaoru ends up throwing like. Karama style, these roses right at uh, Sachan for those Karama from Yu Yu Hakusho, because uh, I'll be fully honest, that's exactly what it reminded me of. Um, and the roses yeah, me too. stick right into the ground. Da, 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 you know, uh, very kunai-esque. And um, so Kaoru lands and she's like, oh, okay, yeah, you're pretty good. You know, we recognize you as a ninja sort of thing. And uh, there's a little bit of a pun here because um, Sachan's name is Sarutobi, right? Yes. And so she calls her Sarutubby. In in the viz. In the viz, yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I was about to say tubby, I don't think that's actually a word in, in Japanese. But anyway. No, um, I, I don't Toby, we'll see, I don't I don't mind this localization. I thought it was pretty decent because I think in the original uh there's some kind of I, I think because uh Kaoru points out, oh, you have uh Saru in your name, Sarutobi, which Saru means monkey and then there's the, the uh, she makes fun of her uh, based on that and calls her a monkey and all that. Yeah, but agility doesn't really lead to tubby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but the flip side is it kind of makes sense when you look at the the, the panels um, and how they kind of swap some some six stings here. So um, I want to say the the art here is kind of I don't want to say liney, but like looking at Kaoru's face is very. It feels like the hair is minimalistic versus some of the other. 
I don't know. It just it just feels very flowy and, and different from the rest of Gintama for for at least a moment. Yeah. But anyway, in a, actually, um, I'm sorry to keep interrupting, but in um in that particular panel, I like she she looks like a character out of like like a, like an 80s manga, like something akin to Fist yeah. of the North Star. Yeah, a little bit of 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 uh, I, like some either a shonen or shoujo eye, but you know, one of those softer, maybe almost be painted watercolor type things. Mm-hmm. So. Very, very good. Um, the paneling in this page alone got a lot better. Uh, the top panel takes uh, like at a 45 degree cut. So it, it's already at a Dutch angle to build. Um, and the floor, uh, sorry, to build tension. Let me finish that sentence. And the floor is actually parallel with the way the panel is cut. So it, it naturally flows. And when we go down into the tubby, the panel where they start making the tubby jokes, it's still at a Dutch angle, still tilted. Um, to kind of match again now the the upper cut right of the panel right below it and then we kind of have this really weird double trapezoid and it captures your attention but it's not exactly they're not even which is kind of odd and it kind of throws me off a little bit not a not a bad thing just just commenting but anyway um so obviously Sachan just got called fat and so she turns around and says well i can't even see who you are because your makeup is so thick burn um, yeah i actually thought that was a pretty sick burn on her part so it's like okay well you're fat and it's like well you're ugly <laughs> so uh on the other side uh what ends up happening is the panel gets cut straight across and so we go from all these Dutch and tilted angles and panels to a more uh, flat, more even um, panel layout, even though it's only two panels to round out the page. But we still keep the Dutch angle all the way until the very last panel when the other three, uh, Shinobi, Approach, Katsuda, Shimpachi, and Kagura. And they basically are saying, yeah, you don't have a chance to beat us and da-da-da-da-da. You know, you guys are so weak. The typical uh, shonen trash talk, if you will. Yeah, I, but then going into, uh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I, I like how the glasses guy, you know, him being the glasses character, constantly throws out data and shit. Like, oh, this is you have a ninety nine, uh, we have a ninety nine point nine percent chance of winning or some shit. Yeah, well, he's supposed to be like the all seeing. Yeah, he has super wisdom, but he forgot who he was supposed to be impersonating. It's like he obviously couldn't write that down on a note for his PDF or something. Yeah. It would have been great if he like looked at his hand like, and I am. Uh, Kumo Kumamoto, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Kumo Colton, yes. <laughs> Colton is, is is Colton is now the uh, the the patron god of Gintama. So might as well be. Might as well. So um, Shimpachi is kind of like uh, I'm not sure I can actually fight ninja guys because this is actually getting kind of serious, <laughs> and it cuts to a wider panel now with Kagura and Katsura in the front with Shimpachi in the background and they got curry ready and they're ready to fight with their curry. And she is in charge. That's right. She is. She is the leader. She's wearing red. And, uh, you know, Shimpachi's like, really, you know, being the straight man, guys, this is curry. This, this, you know, he literally says this makes no sense. And, uh, so we flip to the next panel and it turns out that our Shinobi villains also fight with curry. (laughs) So I thought that was kind of a, you know, the straight man and then the joke, kind of a one-two punch there. It was rather, rather humorous. But basically, the the glasses dude goes ahead and starts quoting more statistics and they rush at each other with their curry and almost like a, uh, you know, a very samurai-esque style where they're running at each other about to pull their swords at the exact same time and then you see who gets cut later. 
that sort of thing. So they're running, hands raised above their heads with plates full of curry. And then... Okay, so then our team ends up with the plates on their head, Shimpachi, Katsura, and Kagura, whereas the other team grabs the curry and they eat it, which shows their great skill. Man, th- th- those those guys are really good at being ninja. I wish I could eat curry. That sounds pretty good right about now. I have no skill. <laughs> yeah. The same technique, but such different results. This is the difference in our abilities. And they're sitting there chewing the curry, showing off. So the next page, you get a knowing smile from Katsura. And he's like, you're the one who's naive. And he says, Katsura proves that he's been... He's been ahead of them in the game. He poisoned the curry just the same as he did back to in Ikumatsu's um, lesson, where he gave the fried rice to the uh, brother-in-law. Yes. So the ninja are all um, sick from the curry. They're having to go to the washroom, and Katsura's um, telling them off for how you were so focused on your own brilliance that you forgot your common sense. When he hears the sound, turns around and finds that Kagura ate the curry too. <laughs> and Okay, and then at the bottom of the page, the ninja's like, I will not let my intestines get the best of me. After all, the first syllable of ninja means to endure. Which, again, which seems like they didn't bother to come up with a joke there in English. But yeah, because uh, we're so you know, an English reader is supposed to know that hey, this is Japanese. Yeah. Okay. Well, they could have just put something like ninjas are supposed to put up with this shit. That <laughs> yeah, funny. that would have been good. But the flip side, this is Viz. Yeah. We're talking about uh, people who call porno magazines girly magazines, even though we discussed already that there's sort of. You know, a reason behind that. It's I still think it's kind of silly. But but shit still comes from World War Two. That's that's true. You know, shit has been around for a long time. I'm not talking about the actual thing. I'm talking about the but, word. But it's but, it, but it's <laughs> but it's a curse word, and that's not appropriate, Josh. This is true ninjutsu. Ninjutsu. I I, I might have to. I, that might be the episode title. You know, yeah, we we could rewrite this chapter. <laughs> that's. That is the third Gintama podcast. It's called Rewrite Life Lessons Applica- Application to Gintamanga. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> Except it sounds a lot better when you type it out. Um, but yes, yeah, so Go brings out a brings out his own uh, Shadow Clone Jutsu and starts making copies of himself and is like, haha. To split up the shit so that way it doesn't feel so there bad. There you go, yeah. Um, Except there is one in the background who's almost pooping himself. Well, yeah, it's funny because Go's like, oh, you'll never figure out which one's the real me. Meanwhile, <laughs> you have one in the background holding his stomach. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Which uh, Shinpachi kicks right in the stomach, which, I mean, I know I know, I know, know that Shinobi are kind of the bad guys, but that's still kind of a dick move, Shinpachi. I mean, come on. Um, well, here's the one time that Gintama, the, the Viz manga, actually did a very good... Um, did a very good sound effect. Oh, spurt! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I didn't even see that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> it's like right around the anus area too. So it's like he hits him in spurt. It is like I don't even know what that sounds like. I mean, I can imagine it sounds like someone messing their britches, but spurt that sounds almost like a soda. <laughs> and then the 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 localization joke in the next panel is really good. Yes, where he's like, "Go!" I mean, "Don't go." <laughs> That's pretty good, yeah. Um, and, and and pretty much the other th- the three shinobi are like, amazing. H- how did he know? 
How do you sniff out the truth? That one's good, too. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then we have uh, Shua, who's like, okay, it's my turn. Steroid jutsu. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's telling his muscles to grow huge, and then... Uh, he, he he's part of All Might's gang, and and then he then he grabs his pants, and that's the joke. So, uh, th- then we have uh, glasses guy. I already forget his name. Who's like, oh no, my 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 data says in the next panel the probability of being creamed is at ninety nine point nine. No, you're getting kicked. Out. You're getting you're getting the shit kicked out of in this panel, which uh, I thought was kind of funny. Little little fourth wall breaking right there. Never heard anyone. Except for the glasses, dude. Yeah, except for the glasses, dude. Um, so three out of the five Shinobi are down, and the magistrate cannot b- cannot believe what he's seeing. He's like, "Hey, what are you guys doing? I I thought you guys were supposed to be, you know, awesome ninja. Like, what do you think I pay you for?" And then uh, Hattori and Gin are just <laughs> they're they're <laughs> they're, they're they're reenacting uh, poses from uh, from Saint Seiya or uh, what is it? Uh, Knights, uh, Knights of the Zodiac. Yeah, Knights of the Zodiac, as uh, or Viz for our out. Spanish listeners, is Los Caballeros del Zodiaco. I mean, to be fair, Saint Seiya is pretty big over in over in Mexico and in Spanish countries it in is general. In Spanish speaking countries, actually, that's how I first saw Saint Seiya. Like I saw it in Spanish, and that is so cool to watch. But anyway, I I still need to read Saint Seiya actually. But um, so essentially, you know, Hattori is. Like, like, like I said, both Gin and Hattori are uh, reenacting poses from Saint Seiya, and and they both are like, "No, no, man, I'm I'm doing it right. Shut up. This, no, this is how you're supposed to do it." And the magistrate is like, "Hey, what are you, Hattori? S- stop that shit! I, come on, do your job." Anyway, this I is- wish he said stop that shit. That would have you're adding all these shit, man. <laughs> and yeah, the magistrate's like, "Hey, come on, stop, stop doing what you're doing. Also, this is how you do that pose." I should know. I I watched all of the anime. I'm I'm a better fan than you. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Actually, Josh, I I like your idea. We we should we should we should rewrite uh we should rewrite Gintama. Yes, as long as, long as I'm the as long as I'm the lead writer. because uh, clearly clearly I I have I have the be- I I create the best dialogue. All right, I'll do the Spanish translation. Okay, thank you. Um, so while they're doing all that stupid stuff, we have uh Kaoru and uh, Saratobi, uh, basically having their own kind of battle. By insulting each other. Essentially what ends up happening is Shimpachi starts reporting, hey, we finished up our fight. Um, you know, thanks to the battle curry, we are kind of under now a time limit because Kagura is uh kind of um not dying. Did you skip to the toilet? Yeah, exactly. You know, so they try and put some pressure on there. They're kind of drawing it akin as like, oh, this is the worst blow she's ever suffered, uh the by a heroine. Um by a jump heroine. That's right. No. Yeah, pretty much, because wasn't she, like, the first jump heroine that ever vomited, like, on panel? I think so, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think Fist of the North Star might have did something like that. Are you sure? I think it might have. I remember Sorachi saying she was, so I trust him. I I don't remember any girls vomiting in Fist of the North Star. <laughs> the thing of, I think about Kagura was that she did it on panel, and they had, like, the big sensor. Like someone else might have said they had to, and gone off panel. See that? See that makes a little more sense. Huh? I'm not. Yeah, I'm trying to think about it. Anyway, uh, so basically, Gin kind of brushes off, like, oh, "Okay, yeah, I see. Everyone's going to be, you know, poopy pants and that sort of thing." Is what he says. 
Yeah, it's it's already hard enough to care about Elizabeth. Like, I don't even want to be here in the first place. Exactly. It's like you guys stink. No, like literally, you guys stink. Um, that's that's me rewriting <laughs> Gintama. I get I get some of the writing credits. What does she mean by "I'll poop more than my pants"? Yeah, I don't really understand that line either. I think she means that she's going to smear poop on him. I'm not quite sure. I, I so I don't know. That is actually kind of a weird line. That sounds like another doujin, though. Oh, no. It's like Kusotama. German doujin. <laughs> German. Yeah, Josh, we already there are already Kagura and Gin doujins out there. We don't need any more. Yeah, I was about to say. And the Food Wars guy certainly didn't help. So, uh... <laughs> I remember Everyone that. remembers that. All Gintama fans remember that. It's like, whoa, Kagura has boobs? <laughs> oh it's like, God. I mean, I knew Nami did, but Kagura? Like, when did this happen? Is this canon? So, anyway, before we alienate the rest of the Gintama fan base, we better finish. So, Katsura makes the joke. He says, leader, take a break. You know, we, we got to kind of keep you going. And uh, <laughs> she's stuck. Take deep breaths like me. That's right. And He's, he's not doing a joke. He's, uh, he's very serious. Well, no, he says, leader, you got to relax. Take, you know, take deep breaths like me. Come on. He, you know, he's, he's, he's taking it serious, which is part of the joke. But then Kagura starts going like, I don't even want to try and read that. It sounds like a police car. I was thinking it was like, no, it's, it's like, it's like uh, uh, what's it called? La Maze or La Maze? You know, those breasts when you're like um, supposed to be giving birth and like cuts right here is like the birth partner. Well, that makes sense, especially with, with Shimpachi making the joke. is like, you know, is she pooping or having a baby? But I guess... The joke here is like, to me, I can almost hear like the Japanese ambulance because, you know, they sound a little bit different than over here in America. And just like he, who, he, I don't know. Maybe that's Josh rewriting Gintama again. Yeah, Josh. But anything, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I should stop. Let's, let's get back to the, uh, to, to Soraji Tama. Um, long story short is we cut to the next panel. We're not even halfway through the page. After this panel, we're halfway through the page. But uh, what ends up happening is we get a, a picture of both the girls in literally a cat fight as Viz likes to translate as Shri, two E's. Okay. And Shri, uh, Shri. Hattori is like, yeah, Shri, Shri. Um, Hattori is literally going, okay, look, everyone else is, is, is quote unquote fighting. We might as well. And Gintoki's like, okay, let, let's, let's do this then. He, and he gives, you know, the typical uh, samurai, um, I don't want to say greeting, but, you know, resentment, the the remorse of having to fight. And he says, you know, I kind of think the same. I wish we'd met under different circumstances. And then Hattori's like, no! And he says, we actually already met under different circumstances. <laughs> Some of the best bits in That's, That is pretty funny. <laughs> I like that joke, particularly because if you time it right like that, you know, you play it all serious. I thought it was very funny, which um, leads us, that launches us right into kind of the fight. And I have to say, like, right off the bat, the fight in the anime versus the manga doesn't even compare. Yeah. The anime had a much, much, much better fight. It actually, like, looked great. Um, but here, 
we're kind of treated to just the idea of what that fight might have been like. Yeah. And of course, Hattori disappears into a, a puff of smoke and Gintoki's like, uh, okay. And then Sajan's like, Gin, look out. And it turns out that he's somehow below and he throws these kunai through the floor and it narrowly misses Gintoki or Gintoki kind of dodges. It's kind of hard. I guess he kind of dodges judging, but uh, they go straight through the floor and land all the way up in the ceiling. Uh, Gintoki find, found a way to dodge and he's like, ah, oh, I didn't expect him to come from below. And you see like, you know, there's that, that hairline scratch on his cheek and he's like, huh, something smells good. And which is kind of funny considering that everyone around him is shitting themselves. <laughs> and next thing you know, Gintoki is having troubles kind of sniffing around. And then all of a sudden we see Kaoru and she's like, ha, I'm glad you like my perfume. This is my petal dance. Not really. But she says it paralyzes anybody who sniffs it. I'm assuming it probably smells like roses. I don't know. I I I might be I might be going off on a limb here, guys. <laughs> is that a poop joke? <laughs> I was actually making an observation, Josh. Not everything is a joke. But Gintama can only be about jokes. You know, you're right. What am I saying? That's not true. Gintama does get serious. Yeah, around episode forty. That's right. Hey, uh, Nada, how about those next two pages? Okay, so Karu thinks that she has the advantage and is going to let Zenzo cut Kintoki down. What does this Rinbeal mean? Um, I'm not really sure what that's a reference to. The self-defense spell Jinretsu Shakai Rinbeal to Zaizen. I, I think that's Sachan, like, chanting something. Chanting? Yeah, because that's what she does in the anime. Okay, alright, so she's chanting, and I sh- actually should have looked that one up, but... Oh yeah, she goes, oh, of course, she canceled out the rose scent with the smell of natto. <laughs> so, have you ever had natto, any of you? I, I have not had natto, but I'm not sure if I ever want to. Well, you know, when I went to Japan, I was like, if it shows up, I would try it just for the experience, but I never ran into it. I had a chance to smell it, and it is not necessarily, like, a nice thing. Like, they have to ferment the the soybeans in the first place for them to, to even be considered natto. So you have these things that are kind of fermenting, and it, like... I don't know. It smells kind of weird. I, I like. I want to say like r- something rotting, but it's not like sour. But it's I don't know. It's kind of like a sweet rot, if that makes any sense. Ew. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I like so. I, I like the pun here. I will not lose. <laughs> I don't think that was in the original. No, I think it might have been. It might be because of the random English, you know. I suppose. I remember that being in the subtitles on Crunchyroll as well, though I'm not sure if that really. On the other anything. hand, I think they just read the. Yeah, the, yeah, that's that's what I was saying. The yeah, manga. yeah, it, yeah. Sometimes Crunchyroll does kind of rip from the Viz translation a bit. All right, so then she's like, "Ginsan, wake up!" And then um, Zenzo's coming down on, coming down on Gin. That sounded bad. That's another. Yeah, it's another Dojin. He's like, "Now that you're paralyzed." <laughs> oh my god. That's when he used the the double banger. I mean, shadow doppelganger. And Gin turns around. He's got Natto all over his face. Well, I hope it's Natto. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. But, you know, whatever it is, you know, it, it gets thrown at his face because, you know, it cancels out the smell of Kaoru's uh, perfume. And he's like, you're the one who's going to die. And he takes his sword and sticks it right in his butt. What? Which one? The only butt he has, Colton. No, 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 I meant who who, no. who does what to who. Oh, Kintoki sticks it in Zenzel's butt. 
You'll have to read the doujin. Okay, so now now we know who's the uke and the seme, because that's... I totally know about all that, and I'm totally using those, you know, knowing what those terms mean. And there goes, um, Zenzo across the room. Bok, bash, walk. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, anyway, on, on the next two pages. So, Hattori is basically trying to recover, and Kaoru's like, no, Zenzo! And he's just basically yelling again, oh, how could you? You know, and, and he has hemorrhoids, too. That That's just so, it's just not cool. And Satran basically shuts her up by smashing Nato in her face. It looks really painful here and in the anime. Um, and the magistrate is basically looking on with amazement at the scene of the fight, uh, at the at multiple fights in the room. And, and he's basically like, oh, my God, I can't believe the Shinobi Five all lost. And I could have t- like, I think Kagura grabs some of the steel bars and like throws them at the magistrate. And then and then she runs off to use the bathroom. Yeah, I wasn't clear on what that was because I see the steel bars and stuff. Like yeah. it looks like she grabbed a full section, but then you go to the next panel and it's like it's all mangled and ripped up like she didn't actually steal a section like she kind of like I don't know, like a, a shark came by and bit out of it or something. Yeah, I I was kind of confused by that too a little bit, honestly. Yeah. The art was a little misleading. Yeah, a little. Gintama is bad, guys. <laughs> Anyways, Elizabeth has pulls through her face. Oh yeah, yeah. Elizabeth has a pull through through her face, and Katsura is not happy about this. He is very distraught, and he's just he's having a mental breakdown here. But Gin notices, hey, uh, Azura, it's kind of weird. There's like stuffing come out of her. There's like no blood or anything. Is that normal? And <laughs> and Katsura takes notice of, of this as well. And we have Hattori still on the ground, probably grabbing his ass. And reveals that, uh, you know, Elizabeth actually isn't here, and she was never here. This was all a plan by the magistrate to lure Katsura here uh, to his castle. And, uh, yeah, it's basically all a trap. all according to Keikaku. Yes, it was all according to Keikaku. And then what happens after that, Josh? See, I I don't feel like I can continue until I hear, and then what happens after that? And then my name. (laughs) So. Well, you heard your name, so go. Yeah, there you go. Hey, don't don't be rude. <laughs> I need to, I need to take I need to take my time. Okay. <clears throat> and three, two, one. And so we get a cool panel of uh, of Zura, Katsura, right there in the foreground. His face kind of down, uh, turned a little bit with his eyes blotted out, kind of not showing any of his features. And of course, we have um, the remaining of. Gintoki's little uh, ninja troop here, minus uh, Kagura, because obviously she's in the bathroom. And he's like, hey, uh, what's he talking about? And uh, Katsura just kind of turns and he has that pretty boy look as like he's trying to discount everything. And he says, oh, yeah, we had a fight over the Oage topping of the uh, the soba just the other day. And uh, basically it's just deep fried tofu. And then they cut to this this panel of of just the outside and a couple uh, houses here or there, and you hear all these little sound effects of crashing and whatnot. And they're just like, "Wait, you had a fight and she left," and obviously they're beating her up, beating him up in this case. So, kind of an anticlimactic ending. But uh, from there, we get a panel of the sky. Okay, and this is what I actually enjoyed. I enjoyed this little segment right here of the chapter because. When you can tell a story through I mean, just the pictures and not the actual words, it's kind of cool. 
And Gintama did this for just this little uh, little bit here. Get a picture of the sky, so obviously it's a very clear transition. And the next panel is a very nice two-shot of some random dude who is pointing in a direction, trying to assist um, Katsura in finding Elizabeth. You know, Katsura is very clearly, he's, he has his, uh, his crutch, and he's holding up a, this drawing of Elizabeth for everyone to see. And, uh, of course, the guy is trying to lead him. In that direction, we see another smaller panel. It's uh, more vertical than horizontal, and it's Katsura just walking down a street, very obviously in the center. And then we do have a panel of the side of a wall, and we get one speech balloon where you know he's like, hey, uh, can I ask a question? And then we see the full page, and it's actually Elizabeth at the door. She's just sliding the door open, and Katsura's right there. And so that's when we, we cut farther away, and we get another two-shot of both of them uh, hugging the sides of the panel, which again is still more vertical than horizontal, but he's like, Elizabeth, I've been looking all over for you. And uh, basically somebody inside yells, hey, you know, are you trying to sell magazines, a subscription or something? We don't need it. And you guys never listen to us. Basically, uh, this woman is saying, I'll be coming home late. I've uh, got dinner all wrapped up for you. And uh, you cut you cut to the inside and you see uh, like a baby Elizabeth with this little uh, top knot <laughs> saying, oh, man, I don't want hamburgers again. Mom, come on. This sucks. <laughs> and uh, and she's like, how come you guys can go and buy all the food you want? You know, kind of giving the whole <laughs> the whole kid spew. And Elizabeth rushes over and slaps the kid like right across the side of the face. And Katsu's just kind of watching this. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I'm assuming it's the mother as Katsura watches onwards. And I say the mother, it's that random woman. She's like, oh, great. You made your dad angry. Just remember that in the poor countries, I want to read this. Remember children in poor countries don't even have frozen hamburgers and they shut the door in Katsura's face. And, uh, Katsura just keeps walking. Elizabeth, where are you? Elizabeth. So, and then that is the end of the chapter as Katsura walks off into the distance. And that's the end of the arc, guys. Any any thoughts on the chapter uh, as far as, like, the conclusion of the arc at all? Or um, I was just going to say, oh, about the ending, I was just going to say that one of these days Elizabeth's um, son, or it's a, I, yeah, I think it's a boy, it's got a boy's hairstyle there, is going to uh, write a shocking memoir about how his dad neglected him and ran off of Katsura. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that is that is kind of a weird thing, even if it is a joke. Well, yeah, but then later on, like, Elizabeth, you, you learn much more about Elizabeth, so Elizabeth can be doing a lot of things. But Elizabeth, like, this joke is kind of like the end of The Shining. It's like, what was that man in the dog suit actually doing? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I can see that. I wonder what the man in the Elizabeth suit was actually doing. Well, obvious, obviously not raising his family. <laughs> Well, he was doing something because he had a family. Well, but yeah, but and then and then there's the other one where like they try to get Katsura hooked up with the nurse, but it, the nurse is actually in love with Elizabeth, and then Elizabeth hooks up with the nurse at the end. Oh man, that's that must be hot. So he's so Elizabeth is out cheating on her, his her family. But which Elizabeth is it? It's kind of like James Bond. Which one is it? <laughs> Elizabeth is a real uh, is a real player. Chick magnet. Is this uh, Elizabeth? Daniel Craig edition, Elizabeth Sean Connery. Can we have that, please? There's even like an Elizabeth in bed scene later. Oh, yeah, there is. It's pretty good. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you, hey, you think we're kidding, Josh? We're not. So, yeah, anyway. Um, I don't know, Josh. What, what, what did you think about this last chapter, if you have any particular thoughts at all? So this last chapter is quite a bit of an improvement in terms of paneling. 
Um, but I still feel like it is a step down from regular Gintama. Um, it's, it's just below Gintama, regular Gintama, but I mean, the anime really stepped it up for this with it being, you know, kind of the last arc, the major arc that's dealt with. And so having watched the anime going to this, it feels super lackluster. It feels very untidy, kind of feels very stagnant. Um, it's not bad, but it's just, man, I, I'm waiting for Gintama to get serious. <laughs> Don't you think you should watch it in the other order? Well, the thing is, I'm watching the anime, and I only ever read the manga when... Uh, when, when you're Colton on the says, show, okay, yeah. Exactly. So, that's when I get all the differences, because I asked Colton, Colton, should I be reading this or watching it? And Colton's like, eh, you should probably be watching it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, yeah. well, then I'll watch it. So, anything that happens to me in my Gintama fandom, I blame Colton. <laughs> but all the good stuff is Doctor's fault. Well, I mean, overall, you're getting you're getting more with the anime, honestly. Yeah, that's true. No, I was just thinking because I've already seen the anime, so if I'm like reviewing them, I'll start with the manga just to see what they were doing. But yeah, it makes more sense if your first exposure is to the anime, at least at this point. I normally agree with you. Like, yes, let's check out the manga, the original source material, then into its adaptations. That totally makes more sense. But in this case, you know what? Yeah. That's, yeah, you know, I, I'm going to watch the anime first. And w- when I saw the anime, Colton's like, Oh well, now that you've seen this, why don't you come on the show and and talk about? Oh, okay, cool. You know, let me read that. So, yeah, essentially, that that's that's kind that's kind of what a lot of Josh's appearance are. They're usually, oh, hey, you watched that thing? Okay, you, you can come on the show now. It's kind of like a it's it's like a privilege thing. <laughs> I'm very much like an Elizabeth. It's like, oh, you can do that thing now. <laughs> that was supposed to go somewhere. You'll never be as talented as Elizabeth. I probably will never be. I'll never look as slimming in that, that bed sheet either. <laughs> but anyway, I guess overall, um I don't I don't know where to lead the discussion here. So I How guess about Josh tells us what he likes so much about the anime in this. Well, version. you know what here yeah, actually I was gonna say, so uh off mic, uh I'm gonna do something that I don't usually do because I feel like we've talked about the anime throughout uh recapping the manga so much that th- there's Honestly, there's really not much to talk about with the anime adaptation outside of what we already talked about. So I feel like having an anime manga comparison segment at uh, at this point would probably be kind of redundant. So uh, I think we're just going to lead the discussion from there. So, so Josh, um, just just to kind of sum things up uh, really quickly, um, what what do you like about the anime over the manga? Well, one, like a lot of the the really key frames, for example, the hemorrhoids with the ass up face to the moon um, was a really, really great shot in the anime because they used like a, a fisheye lens, like a long fins, uh, fisheye lens, which really bent everything around the moon. And not to mention the dude's butt is in the center frame, too. So like a whole frame kind of melded around the joke. And it worked really, really well. But like that last fight, they pulled everything. Like you would have Honzo literally going in. Zenzo. Or it's Zenzo. I'm sorry. You would have <laughs> Zenzo going in and out of the camera to the point where he would zoom in and then like f- fly all the way out and then rush back in. And you get these really extreme angular shots, which are harder to draw, but look great and have a great kinetic energy to them. And it wasn't just uh, Zenzo, it was also Gintoki. Like, Gintama the character had some really great... (laughs) 
I see. I can't get away with it without anybody laughing. Um, quite literally had some amazing scenes himself with like the sword fights and how they were flipping that around and that sort of thing. Like there were some honestly exciting pieces in that for me. Um, I know I was tweeting about that for quite a bit, you know, kind of breaking down each little piece of the anime. And it was really, really nice to watch, especially when you're not expecting it from a show like Gintama. So I was like, wow, this is really good animation, which I would never expected yeah. in a thousand years. Yeah, I, I, it's like, no, I'm sorry. I was going to say, uh, I, I bet that added like an extra hour to your live tweeting that you didn't expect. It did. Well, you know how it is. It's like, oh, I got to stop and break this down and talk about it. And yeah. And then didn't, didn't it take you like multiple times to watch that episode too? So here's the thing, like with, so with Gintama... Um, I'm a little bit lazier when I watch it instead of just like watching. So like I get tired too, but instead of just like pushing through it and trying to finish, I'm like, okay, I'll just like stop this and watch it later. But if I go to work the next day, like I don't get to it until I come back. And if I don't finish it the next day, then it gets pushed to the next day. And so like, it could literally be watching the same Gintama episode for a week. Like right now, as the time of this recording, it's taken me three days to finish like six minutes of Dragon Ball Super episode 40 something, 42, whatever the case is. So it's like, I just haven't gotten to it it's like uh i better edit this podcast or i better write these questions or write this or do that and it it, you know life gets in the way and i don't let live tweeting get in the way of life so colton is right it does lead to this really weird thing where people are like wait haven't you already watched this why are you watching the same episode episode again i'm like well i I never finished (laughs) so that that that's that's pretty funny but um the third gintama podcast live tweeting gintama in audio format that sounds really exciting so I want you to hold these earbuds up to your eyes. Here are the visuals. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just scream into the microphone until your eyes vibrate in just the right way. Jesus you Christ. see the colors. Holy shit. That sounds terrifying. Uh, so I think um, if, Josh, unless you have any other thoughts, then I think um, I think we can all agree that we pretty much like the anime over the manga on this one. Oh yeah, yeah. The anime—it's—it's it's one of those examples of how you get extra stuff with the anime. That's really good. Which is funny because yeah, even I'm oh, sorry. Go I'm on, sorry, Josh. you're interrupting me, uh, Colton, on your own show. Um, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say um, it's funny that Nada says that because um, because there were one or two scenes that were omitted from the anime adaptation, as we discussed earlier. What with uh, Katsuren Gintoki doing reconnaissance near the magistrate's uh, palace, that and Katsura and Gintoki running through the traps and being like, ha these aren't traps, this is a practical joke. Yeah, but I mean, you have to weigh it out. One thing lost, another thing gained, and you yeah. just win more with the action and uh, the way the jokes are presented in the anime. No, yeah, that's true, I agree. I was about to say, like, even though the show was rushed, it didn't feel rushed. And that's the beautiful thing, because they put the tail end of this, like, they put three chapters in a single episode, and it worked brilliantly. An episode and a tiny bit of the one before. Like an episode in four minutes. Yeah, something like that. Exactly. It's like, hey, you know, they start playing the the little guitar intro there, and it's like, the end, you know, the, the... credit is uh we didn't have enough time for all the episodes so we're squishing some in now yeah you know. um i think overall be it anime or manga i i really like this arc i thought it was super funny 
like, like while reading the manga, there were a lot of jokes that, like, actually made me laugh out loud. Um, there were too many to list, and I'm sure I pointed them out in the recaps anyway. Um, but yeah, this, this was just, this was just some really funny material. And plus, I, I really like Sachan and Hattori, and I, I really like that we get to spend time with them. And then, um, the other guys, they don't like, I mean, they kind of like show up in the background from time to time. Yeah. The other ninja. Uh, but Kaoru is the one who shows up the most. That's because she's best girl. And she, and she, she cannot, no, but she has like, she's, she often, she'll be like the, uh, one doing the commentary on Sachan, whatever Sachan's up to. Like, um, the one where like Gin decides, where, where like Gin is sick and Kagrid is, decides to be a mini Gin. Oh yeah, that one's pretty good. Yeah, that's another one of Sachan and Karu. Hmm, I actually forgot Karu was in that one, but yeah, she's 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 running the uh, ninja flower shop. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, yeah, she's she's around from time to time. I mean, c- compared to the other Shinobi Five, I, I, at least. I, and I didn't even notice the other guys ever again. So I'm sure they're somewhere. I mean, I I know they're in like an ending, and then I know they're in like one arc. But I I th- but in definitely, the background. yeah. I mean, definitely compared to Karu. Yeah, she's she's around a lot more comparatively, but and also at the funeral, she's like, "Why are you wearing this to a funeral that's not appropriate to Sachan?" And Sachan's like, "I thought it was a deathbed," and she's like, "That is not appropriate for a deathbed." That's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I guess do you guys have the same thoughts, or did you have anything else you wanted to add to that overall about this arc? No. Okay. Cool. So, um. So yeah, I think we can all agree, anime or manga, I think this arc overall is pretty good, it's funny, and it's just it's just fun. Like there's not really a, there's there's not really much else we could say about it, honestly. Um it's just good old fashioned ninjitsu fun. Ninjitsu. Yeah, ninjitsu. So so guys, uh if you want to want to read the manga, uh we covered this uh through the spans of volume eight and nine, so you want to buy volumes eight and nine, or you just want to buy the manga in general? Um, uh, you can go to you can go to Amazon. You can go to Right Stuff. Uh, both of those are fine retailers. Um, actually, since the last time we recorded, I I found this out the last time I recorded my other pro- uh uh podcast. Uh, one podcast prevails where I talk about Detective Conan with uh, Doctor. Um, this is doing this cool thing now where if you go to their website. Uh, and you look up a particular volume of whatever series you're looking for, they'll actually give you links to, um, they'll actually give you links to other retailers where you can buy their manga at. So, um, so instead of me putting like a thousand different links to like, you know, uh, to different retailers to buy the same thing, uh, Viz actually, uh, made my job easier for once. So, uh, thank you, Viz, for doing that. That is actually super helpful. So, uh, I'm going to put an all encompassing Viz link in the, uh, in the show notes. So, yeah, thank you, Viz, for doing that. Uh, they include links to Amazon, Right Stuff, and a bunch of other retailers that I've never used, which is why I, I don't usually put links to, like, I think, what was it? You've never used Amazon? Well, no, shut up, Josh. I use Amazon, and I've used Right Stuff, which is why I, I put those in there, but they have, like, links to, uh, I think, Books a Million, Barnes & Noble. What about Borders? I haven't seen Borders, but I can't do it with a straight face. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Oh my god. Stop making me sad, Josh. I miss Borders. So Borders was awesome. The used books. Man, that's where I got like my Fist of the North Star reprints and everything. Oh yeah. You're you're making me nostalgic. So uh unfortunately, uh Borders again, is closed. Unfortunately, you know, as is kind of the um the purpose of this podcast to kind of make the 
old English release of Gintama more aware. Uh, Gintama's obviously not available digitally, which is a shame, but... But it could be. If Viz just wanted it to, they could easily make it digital. There's more than enough of a market. We need to cut down on waste <sighs> and, and fraud. And we're going to build a wall around Japan. And they're going to force them. They're going to pay for it with Gintama money. You, you see, they owe us so much money. 300 I yen. The, I owe... <laughs> I own the best. I own the best words. I'm gonna put them in Gintama. I'm gonna rewrite Gintama, and they're gonna they're gonna pay for it. You watch. We're gonna make Gintama great again. Damn it! I was gonna say that. Um, so, guys, <laughs> if you if you want to do all that, uh, you need to tweet at Viz at Viz Media on Twitter and let them know that you want to buy Gintama digitally. Tell them tell them that you want Gintama, or you're gonna vote for Trump. The the more people that tell them. You know, hey, we want Kintama digitally. You know, they 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 see they see all the feedback they get. So ho- hopefully, maybe one day something will change. But it's Josh does not represent the views of Ginta Life Lessons Manga Podcast. Any opinions that Josh displays on the Ginta Life Lessons Manga Podcast can be disregarded by Viz and or its staff. Colton is in love with Gintama and would love to speak with Viz staff. Please disregard the following message brought to you by Josh, who is not part of the Ginta Life Lessons Manga Podcast, Neo Armstrong, Jet Armstrong, Jet Cyclo Armstrong, Cannon Armstrong. Wow. You know, even if it doesn't change anything, it's still good to let them know, hey, we want this thing, so keep at it, guys. But anyway, so, with that all out of the way, I think we should just move on to the Life Lesson segment. This is the life lesson segment for lessons 67, 68, and 69. So, obviously, we're going to start with uh, lesson 67. Why are masochists so tough? And I, I do have a few thoughts on this one, actually, because um, uh, it's it's interesting because the, um, uh, I guess, whoever scanlated this chapter um, translated it very differently. I'm not sure if I, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if I really understand what they were going for here, but the way they translated that this particular group, who I will not name, uh, translated this particular chapter title to M is for no more enemies. That's very different. Yeah, but I, I have the page on my computer because they added a footnote. This particular scanlating, uh, scanlating group, uh, they have a little, uh, translation note here where apparently Muteki in Japanese meet, uh, apparently uh means no enemies or something and apparently that's where the m comes from i'm not i'm not really sure exactly what the translation is here i i i should i i do know a guy i should have had him on um why are masochists so tough i mean obviously because they take they i mean they they take a lot of uh they take a lot of uh abuse yes i guess my question is who do you think is the masochist in this chapter that they're referring to sachan zenzel no, no, it's it's, it's got to be Satchan in that one. No, I think it's Katsura. Really? How do you figure? Well, because here's the thing. Katsura is putting himself through all of this to save Elizabeth. Because the whole chapter is about 
Katsura going through and helping getting Sachan and getting Gintoki and all that to to help him save Sachan, even though that they know they're going to have to fight off all these bad guys and everything. So it's like, why are Masakas so tough? So who's the one being tough? I don't think it's Sachan being tough because she doesn't really do anything. It's like the chapter is about them trying to steal a magazine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but they go to her because they know she's tough and she's going to make them tough. Like they're like emulating her. That is a yeah. That is a flip side. I mean, that is a, a counter uh, interpretation. And then they do all have to like be masochists because they're like that's basically her training is to like humiliate them. I don't know, maybe it's referring to, and this is a stretch, but maybe it's referring to Gintoki in the trash can after he's kind of, <laughs> you know, not exactly agreed yeah, to... Yeah, uh, like, yeah, um, Gintoki's always saying he's a sadist, but, like, he's more often a masochist. I guess my question is, is it referring to maybe one character, or are they referring to all of them? Everybody in Gintama is a masochist. I think it's Sachan. Um, but I, I, I would say that this chapter in particular is probably referring to Sachan. That'd probably be the safest guess. I'm, I'm a masochist. I don't like it safe. <laughs> I I feel like I um, I don't I don't know what I'd be Gold actually. Jilton. <laughs> can, can I get a favorite? Oh boy, jokes. Uh so yeah guys, this is chapter time makes sense. Yeah. Um I think it is rather applicable. What is the actual significance kind of eludes us or eludes me a little bit i'm not like completely sold because sachan isn't the main character here so no I don't know. but i mean they're seeking her out for her toughness though so. it yeah no and i get that so i mean i'm not trying to say no guys you're wrong i spend more time with the gintama than both of you combined <laughs> i mean uh, i was gonna say that this wouldn't be the first time that uh that uh Sirachi, or not even Sirachi, an editor, because Sirachi has gone on record to say that, like, you know, whenever he hasn't come up with a chapter title and he needs to, you know, turn in his uh, his manuscripts, uh, he'll just have his editor come or his editor and assistant come up with a chapter title because he because he uh, he didn't uh, spend any time thinking of one and he'll be stumped. What was the scanlated name? M is for no more enemies. Hmm. It, it's it's really. Well, see, here, here's the thing, because uh, I, I mean, I get, I'm not, I'm not an expert, and I've only taken maybe one year of Japanese class back in high school before they like uh, got rid of it from my curriculum. But I, Freaking I know Narutards ruin everything. <laughs> uh, but I, I do know this much that muteki is is kind of the word they use in Japanese to mean like invincible, impregnable. You know that 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 kind of stuff, impenetrable, yeah. invincible. I think I might have said invincible already. It was worth listing twice. And th- and then there's this thing I, I notice in um, in Gintama, whenever they talk about the concept of being a masochist or a sadist, they they refer to such words as like uh, they refer to masochists as M's and sadists yeah. as S's. Which I, I think that might just be like a Japanese thing overall. I well, don't that's, think that's well, just yeah, a, Japanese yeah. thing overall. Um, have you ever watched Hozuki no Reitetsu? I have not, but I, I, I know I need to. I hear it's a really funny show. Oh, okay, it's it's really funny. But okay, so in one of the OV uh, OVAs, um, they start talking about M's and S's, and then Hozuki goes on a rant about why are you even talking about this? The, 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 that means something sexual. This is not a sexual context. 
<laughs> when did people start thinking that M&S just meant anything? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, I'm not really sure. I, I think it might be like a might be something where like the kanji for muteki probably means like multiple things. Yeah. This, this is this is just me taking a guess as someone who's who uh Japanese isn't their native language. Uh so that's just my guess. I don't know. Anyone out there know Japanese, they should email us and and uh sh- shed some light on this. I I'd, I'd actually like to know more about Wait, why Wait, did you say shit some light on this? <laughs> shed some light. I I would like to know more about like why this particular scan later translated the title this way. I, I actually would be curious to find out, find that out, but, uh, it's because of his hemorrhoids. He wanted you to shed some light on it. Well, I, I do know that I don't know who was doing it at the time, which one you're looking at. Anyway, I, I think the chapter title makes sense enough. So let's move on to lesson 68. Uh, the moon knows everything. Um, so I, I tried to look this up because like I, I was under the impression that this was like an expression or something, but I, I couldn't find anything. Yeah, it sounds like an expression because it's like the moon is looking down and seeing all the dark things going on at night. So did you look up the Japanese? Um, No, because I, I have no idea. Well, actually, did I? Because it's on the Gintama Wiki. I'm just looking it up right now, seeing if I get anything. I'm just getting Gintama back. But isn't Nandemo, like, something? Yeah. So, like, Ski would be moon. Moon. Wa is the subject marker. So it's like the moon something. Something. The moon knows something. Yeah, the moon knows everything. And Iru is, is, you know, existing. Yeah, Hmm. so maybe the moon knows everything would be a good way to find it. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I I think I might have actually tried to listen look up- to listen to three Gintama fans substituted for assholes try to translate this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not really finding anything. But anyway, again, I it, this this really does sound like some kind of idiom or something. Yeah, but I. I think I, th- I was trying to say I think I did try to look this up in Japanese and I, and I still couldn't find anything either. So. The exact phrasing seems to be Gintama. So. Yeah, probably. Oh, wait a second. Never mind. What? Did you find something? Maybe. Oh? Oh, man. Uh, there was a, there was a, a song in the 1950s called Stars Know Everything. Huh, that's interesting. So maybe that was also off a proverb, so. Okay. Mm, possibly. So if anyone knows the actual a proverb that's based off. Yeah. I, I I love how all these uh, life lessons are turning out to be. Hey guys, if you know more than us, can you please email us? We don't know what we're doing either. So here's the thing that's got me kind of interested is so there's iru and aru, which are the two Japanese verbs to prove existence or whatnot. It's a state of being. Iru typically refers to living things, and aru refers to non-living things. So I'm curious if the moon in Japanese culture is regarded as a living thing. And the reason I'm saying that, and you're saying, well, clearly it's not, but you have to remember the moon in Japanese mythology is actually a being. And at the same time, the, the moon is also a marker for death. Like in haiku and haiku, uh, what often will happen is that they refer to the moon as kind of moving their spirit along. Um, the moon is also a, a, a symbol for, for a woman 
So I'm curious if maybe there's a, a pun kind of going on here with obviously Gintoki dressed like the moon, but also Sachan is the one helping everybody out. And she seems to be the one who's leading the group in this chapter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And plus, I mean, this whole thing takes place under the moon. So, I mean, it makes perfect sense. I'm just wondering if there's a little bit more. I guess my thing with the Iru and Aru, if it's Iru, is it referring to the womanly aspect of the moon? Or is the moon normally referred to using Iru as a living thing? I have no idea. Mm, that is a good question. That I have no idea what the answer is to either. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I think uh, I was going to ask, yeah, how does this relate to the chapter? But it's just like Josh said, this, the... I guess there are the, the dark take-o. deeds that take part a place under the moon, but the moon sees everything. Um, a lot of uh, the serious Kintama arcs actually do are, do take place under a full moon. Oh yeah, that's right. I never thought about but it like that. I was wondering like what the significance was of it, and but then um, what's her name? Sparty said that um, it's probably because it's easier to draw full moon. <clears throat> Yeah, probably. Because the the, full moon has lots of light, and um, so it's easier to draw action under a full moon. Huh, interesting. Yeah, you can kind of get whatever shadowing you want, really. Yeah, it's almost almost as good as daylight. So that's probably the reason, not some big significance. Okay, that that makes sense. Um, But yeah, like... like, um, uh, like we were just saying, yeah, a, a lot of this chapter in particular, you know, it takes place under the moon and you got Gin and his shenanigans, you know, dressing up as the moon and everything. So I, I think that's really about it. I think the chapter title makes sense. Um, the moon sees everything, including that guy's butt. Yes. <laughs> um, the, the moon, the moonlight clears uh, hemorrhoids, guys. Uh, moving on to our last lesson, lesson 69. Mom's busy, too, so stop complaining about what's for dinner. And um, I think this one's uh, pretty self-explanatory. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, so it has to do with the ancient Japanese myth of... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, it's it's just the last two pages there. Yeah. And it's also like a, a word of advice to his um, junior high audience. To stop bugging their mom. Yeah, I, I like how Sirachi d- uses the chapter titles as like a way to give his younger readers advice sometimes. It's It's pretty funny. They often sound like things that his parents said to him. As a kid? Yeah, that would make sense. But yeah, there's not really much significance behind it other than that. Oh, yeah, it refers to the, the, the basically, the, the, the joke of the arc is uh, Elizabeth is with with his other, with his family. But yeah, I, I the chapter makes sense. Again, pretty self-explanatory. Um, and I think that's really about all we have to say. Um, so guys, like we said earlier, if, uh, if you have anything you want to say about, uh, these life lessons or any other life lessons in particular, you know, past or future, especially if you if you happen to know more than us, apparently, uh, please email us at gintolifelessons at gmail.com. We'd really like to hear what you have to say. So I think we should just uh, move on. And with that, that is going to be the end of the episode. Uh, uh, me, Josh, and Nada uh, originally recorded an ending to the show together, but 
I figured since this episode is already kind of going long, I would uh, try to make a feeble attempt to try to make this go along a little faster. Uh, so essentially, we covered chapters 67 through 69 of the manga, that being the Go Ninja arc, uh, through three manga recaps. I hope everybody enjoyed all those. Um, we also had a life lesson segment for lessons 67 through 69 as well. And... Um, we did not end up having an anime manga comparison segment of uh, that particular anime episode because uh, uh, th th that was that was a bit of a spur of the moment thing. You know, again, we talked a lot about the anime through the manga recaps, so we figured, ah, let's not do it this time. Uh, hopefully, that won't be too much of a recurring thing. But you know, I mean, if we don't really have much to say about the anime, then. That might be a thing we do from now on as we just skip the segment entirely. But again, hopefully we won't have to do that too often because uh, I do like talking about the anime, but it just kind of depends on the material, you know. Um, but yeah, so I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Uh, thank you very much to Josh Dunham and Niente Donata for coming on the show. Um, it was a bit chaotic. Uh, trying to record this episode and trying to edit it and put it out and all that, but still had a lot of fun doing the episode, and I hope everybody enjoys it. Um, before uh, we go here, uh, so, you know, if, if you're not following Nada, you really should be. Um, if you're on Twitter, please follow her at Joy of the Joey. That's J O Y of the J O U I. That's, uh, that's a bit of a pun. You know, if you're a Gintama fan, you probably recognize it um uh please follow her on twitter if you want to you know uh interact with her or learn anything about uh, japanese history in general you could also uh follow uh nada's works on her uh, tumblr blogs as well if you're a frequent user of tumblr or even if you're not you should go uh follow those at cultoftakasugi.tumblr.com i believe that is her personal gintama blog or whatnot and then uh we also have her history blog as well at uh, hakuoki-history.tumblr.com hakuoki being spelled h-a-k-u-o-u-k-i uh, hakuoki-history.tumblr.com if you want to learn any more about uh, Japanese history in general uh, please go follow all Nada stuff and uh, that also goes for my good friend Josh Dunham frequent contributor to the Life Lessons podcast you know, he's also the host of uh, his own podcast, his own anime podcast, known as Senpai Coast to Coast. Uh, you should really go listen to that. Personally, I think it's very well edited and very well done. So, you know, if you're just an anime fan in general, uh, go listen to that. That's Senpai Coast to Coast. And if you also want to uh, get a taste of Josh's writing, please go visit uh, Wave Motion Cannon. Uh, it's a kind of a blogging network that he set up just this year. Um, you can also take a look at his writing and a lot of his. Uh, uh, he he has a, he has a ton of different people working for that site and writing a ton of different articles. I think he even has a few uh, interviews with uh, some animation directors as well. So please go check that out. Like that's even been recognized by the good people over at Crunchyroll and Anime News Network. So. Uh, hopefully that gives you a reason to go check it out. Um, but really, just just go check out all their stuff. I, I really enjoy having them on the show, and uh, hopefully we can do that again sometime soon. Um, but as for me, personally, if you like listening to me, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter 
at, uh, you know what? Actually, oops, I almost forgot. Uh, follow Josh on Twitter as well. That's Josh underscore Dunham. He does a lot of live tweeting and uh, is also a self-proclaimed uh, shit tweeter. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Uh, but anyway, uh, as I was going to say uh, before I so inter- it before I so it. God, I cannot talk. Just follow me on Twitter, guys. That's uh, SniperKing323, S-N-I-P-E-R-K-I-N-G-323. Uh, you can also listen to a lot of my other podcasts. I I not only uh, do this one, uh, I also record for uh, Heavenly Kings, a podcast about Toriko over at HeavenlyKings.com. Uh, there's also one podcast prevails where I talk about Detective Conan slash Case Closed with uh, Doctor from the Ask Backwards Anime Podcast at OnePodcastPrevails.com. Uh, you can also listen to me on Manga Mavericks, uh, a podcast about manga that I record for allcomic.com. Please go listen to that. We release a new episode uh, every two weeks, uh, usually on a Wednesday, maybe sometimes later in the week. But if you like uh, manga and you want to hear me talk about manga as an industry and you know what, I'm, what I've been reading lately, uh, go ahead and uh, listen to that. That's Manga Mavericks at allcomic.com. And you know what? Actually, uh, I also want to give a a big shout out to uh, to Leah. A uh, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for uh, long enough, you know that Leah is probably one of our most vocal listeners of the show. Uh, she's she's been around for a while. Um, she is uh, kind of dipping her feet into the the pond known as podcasting. Uh, she is attempting a new podcast called Taki Talks Manga. Um, I was actually just on an episode of that recently. Um, we we talked about a uh, a manga called Clay Lord from uh, Seven Seas Entertainment. Um, and generally, her show uh, she's it seems like she's going to be focusing on you know she, she's also going to be talking about manga, but uh, but I think uh, with her show in particular, she's going to be focusing on more obscure titles or just you know titles that aren't very well known over here in the West, if not in general. Um, so I will leave a link for that in the show notes. Um, please go support that if you're interested in listening to Leah talk about manga. That's Taki Talks Manga. Uh, you can probably Google search that and you'll find that somewhere um, again. But, you know, I'll, I'll leave a link in the show notes, like I just said. So please go support that. Uh, we love you, Leah. Uh, keep on trucking. So um, as for the podcast in general... Uh, you can find the podcast at gintalifelessons.wordpress.com. Uh, you can also listen to us on Stitcher or the Stitcher Smart Radio app or on Player FM along with a bunch of other podcasts. Um, you can follow us on Facebook.com, Twitter.com, and YouTube.com slash GintaMangaCast. That's G-I-N-T-A-M-A-N-G-A-C-A-S-T, GintaMangaCast. And hey, email us anything about Gintama, you know, about how much you like the guests that I have on the show, or just just really anything. Well, we're not shy. We'll read anything, except not junk mail. We won't read junk mail because that's a that's a waste of time. I don't want to. I don't read any. I don't want to read any like uh, sweepstakes bullshit. Or hey, I'm a Nigerian prince and I need uh, I need a uh, one thousand dollars in order for you to uh, help me do something or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, stupid stuff like that but uh we'll mostly we'll, we'll read anything at uh, get to life lessons at gmail.com uh you can also leave us feedback on our occasional threads in the gintama subreddit i know i haven't really left those in a while but uh you know just just keep keep checking back on the gintama subreddit uh i'll hopefully get back to posting those 
at some point in the future at reddit.com slash r slash Gintama. But the most important thing, guys, is that you subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. You know, if, if you have any thoughts on the show, you know, uh, other than emailing us, uh, you can all you can always leave us a review. Just tell us whether you like the show or not. Um, you know, give us a five-star rating if you, if you so wish. Um, but I think that's gonna be about it for the podcast this episode. Um... Man, again, sorry, guys, for uh, releasing this so late. Um, I'm going to try to be a little better about getting the next one on time, especially since that one's already recorded. I got a very special guest lined up for this next episode, so please look forward to that. Hopefully um, by mid-August, hopefully earlier than that, though. But again, I feel like I should probably give myself a uh, a deadline for that. It usually helps sometimes. Um, But anyway, so... This has been episode 47 of the podcast, and uh, we'll see you guys next time for episode 48. Bye, guys, and uh, yeah, stay fresh. That was horrible, but whatever.